This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Friday. We love it. Oh, Barry Brooks, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn will be along shortly. What up, B. Brooks? How we doing? Bro, as soon, as soon as we went into the credits to uh, start the show, that damn watch turned on. The alarm <laughs> turned on. I jumped up so quick. I'm like, I ain't going for it this time. Oh, my God. I think you got to get that out of the room, man. That's the right. Moment. Right. Well, you know what? I left it downstairs. So, I mean, it's my fault. I left yeah, it I downstairs. You. I hear you. Yeah. So, people that uh, may have missed yesterday, back, we were trying to figure out there was this no, like, weird. It, it, it didn't sound like your typical alarm. So, we're right, we, like, right. we're like, what the heck is that, man? And, and it would always all hit week. All right week. at 12. Yeah. So, Barrett goes hunting during one of the commercial breaks and finds it. And it, it was his wife's Apple Watch. They, they had an alarm set for noon for whatever reason with this sort of like goofy arcade like yeah, sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, what first of all, why is the watch in my office? Yes. That's the question. That's a good question. That's one you have to you have to figure yes. out on your own. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Nobody yeah, should be so, down here. Nobody should be in here. But I remember yesterday you for you just sort of like tossed it aside when we were in show, and I'm like he better grab that thing or else we're going to be in the same boat tomorrow and, and we're in the same boat, but you got exactly. it. <laughs> you got it. Uh, we see everybody. What's up? What's up, everybody? Appreciate you hanging out. Yes. As Chris says, thank you. Smash that like button. We do appreciate yes, we uh, do. that, but we see you, Chris. We see you television, man. SJ puff, the magic dragon bird, a dog, Anthony dank Espo, Johnny Dickerson, Jeremy Brewer, William Randolph. What's going on kids? Uh, Oh, there he is. There's the gunner. I apologize, boys. What 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 craziness around the house happened now? Man, I can't get these dogs to come in, man. These dogs, dog, I'm out in the yard. People looking at me like I'm a keystone cop. Come on, come, come on, come on. I'm trying to entice them with a treat. They're like, man, you ain't pulling that on us anymore, man. I'm like, almost had to threaten them. Almost had to get my bug assault gun. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For all you dog lovers, I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. playing. I hear you, man. I hear you. What's up, Adam? What's up, Kavai? I think that's how you pronounce that. I uh, see everybody today. If I missed anybody, I apologize. Good to be hanging with you guys on a Friday. Always a little more pep in the step on a Friday, man. Let's Absolutely. face it. Doesn't matter Absolutely. what the situation is, you know, what's going on. Friday gives you a little bit more oomph, I think. Uh, that's for sure. But um, 
we got a lot to get to today. We got Scott Fransky coming up, Phillies uh, radio broadcaster. And believe it or not, guys, we have a Phillies game tomorrow. Um, tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock, uh, Phillies will be playing to split squad, but they're back at it tomorrow. Scott will be calling the game on WIP. We'll talk to Scott at twelve thirty, and then one o'clock. Uh, one of our favorites uh, and does an amazing job and has done for a very long time in the Philadelphia market and on our channel as well, uh, Jacob Sports YouTube channel. That's G Cobb. Gary Cobb's going to join us at one o'clock. I think have we. We've, I think we've had G on like once or twice around we the draft. We had him on one time. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And he was on with us for our draft show too, Gunner. Um, In person with Seth. You remember yes, G, G yes. hopped on for a little bit. Yeah. Yes, so. Matter of fact, yes, he did because they were doing another show. It was him, Devin Caney, and Mark Farzetta. That's right. They did, they did Friday, Saturday, I believe. We we did Thursday night. Me, you, Mike Quick, Seth. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Yes. No, right. Exactly. So that that's going to be – that. I'm hopefully, you know – See, Barrett, my mind ain't gone as much as you think it is. <laughs> I'm not making any plans for anybody, but hopefully G will be able to join us if we if we do our draft show there again, which I think we will do uh, from Ocean Casino Resort, which we love. Um, so a couple things, guys, to get to besides G and, uh, and, and Scott coming up, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we had a playoff-like atmosphere last night in South Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center. That was a... The Sixers and the Grizz, when we previewed it yesterday, you know, we're all saying how excited we are and the second half is starting and all that. And it lived up to the hype. Sixers win 110-105. This is a game. They trailed by 17, guys. They were down 37-22 yep. after the first. It looked like we get all excited for this, and here we go, and they don't show up. And Bede's sick. He yep. can't hit a shot. It was all the sort of like, here we go again, crap. And to their credit, and especially in Bede, he didn't stop playing on the other end. He played great defense. I think it's the best defensive game he's played as a pro. Mm, and I've oh. seen him play. And that's what? saying something. Yeah, I'm hey. telling you. He he played that well defensively. And they just collectively figured it out, man. And they had some really clutch moments. And B did on the defensive end. Harden did on the offensive end. Uh, Tobias Harris had some big moments. Uh, Maxi, who struggled early, dialed in. It's the kind of game where you look at it and you say, okay, if you want me to come back and start believing in you that you can maybe get out of the second round, that's what last night was for me. Um, the, the most amazing thing is the Sixers didn't even lead until late in the fourth quarter. That yeah. was the first lead of the game. Real late, Gunner. Real yeah. late. Yeah. When they were down by double digits in the fourth quarter, I'm thinking, okay, it's it's it, it, the game's over. But John Morant didn't even hit a field goal until something like late in the third. They I mean, did a great job on him, I thought, all night, yeah. really. He didn't. He was three of 16 on the night. Really good job on I him. Was sh- but I'll yeah. tell you what, dude. A six was at 10 blocks and beat had six. Um, Memphis had, had seven blocks. 17 blocks. Dude. They were playing the whole game above the rim, man. It, it, was, it was it was unlike what you usually get in an NBA regular season game defensively. Oh my it, it, that's why I say it was really like a playoff. Those guys were dialed in on that end. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> well, it, you it, know, it, this is a measuring rod. This is a measuring rod game. And they're going to have a lot of these games uh, for the you know the, the 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 last half of this season. You know, it's, it's time. You know, that's, this is where you start growing, um, growing number one as a team leading into the playoffs and what you're going to do. In playoff situations, so I'm glad it happened, man. I'm glad yeah. it happened. Yeah, it, it, and the the block and beat had on John Moran is is to me it's better than oh, any man. poster dunk you're going to see. Absolutely, it, it, like there's more athleticism, skill, will in that than than 
somebody getting up and throwing down over somebody else. It was nothing short of awesome. It looked like a, a Ja Morant type of block. Yeah, he it did. snatched yeah. it out the air. And it was straight up awesome. You, you saw you saw the Jackson block on Embiid, and you're like, oh, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing Embiid get a block. Then He's in fourth quarter, yeah. oh, man, Jackson is sick. That whole, you know what? That, that whole Memphis team is so athletic and so fast. I'm with you. you know? Look, dude, I'm telling you, man. And I know, you know, they're seated right now. They're they're two, Number two, right? yep. I wouldn't want any parts of them in the Western Conference if I'm You're, any. I other agree, team. and I they're agree. tough, Derek. There's a toughness to that team. Yes, Dude, they don't back down. Yeah. You know what's the funny thing is, if you look at them body wise, physically, they're not a lot of big dudes, but they're fearless, dude. Yeah. They'll take the charge. They'll drive. They don't care. Nope, they don't you care at all. It's it's the new wave NBA these days. You know, you look at uh, you look at how Boston is is, is constructed, constructed the yep. same way. Yep. And, you know these smaller, faster. All the wing guys are about the same height. You know, six seven. You know, yeah. six eight. You know, the 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 Embiid's are, have become dinosaurs, man. Even though he played at a high level, man, it's not a lot right. of them playing right now. So, um, it, it's almost like you know that's when I was equating how the how the Seventy Sixers should morph into being. It's kind of yeah. like what you see in with the Celtics and what you see with the Grizzlies as far as uh, the speed of the game. Just a bunch of guys around six, seven, six, eight, you know, on the entire team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you should say that, Barrett, because if you go back to uh, just a couple of years ago, that Miami team, when they were so good defensively, they didn't have a lot of stars except yep. Jimmy Butler on their team. But that entire team was all six, seven, six, eight. The biggest guy was six, nine. Yeah. You know, and they got to the conference finals. Right. But you're right. You you start even like teams like Toronto, you're starting to see more and more teams like that, man. The six, eight, six, nine team. They, you know, the guys that can move up and down the court. Right. They can and flat you can out go. on the wing, too. Yeah. Down low and on the wing. Yes. I, I'm with you. Uh, look, I'm with you. And and I, here, I want to give some love to Harden. Um, you know, he's first of all, he's had a really good year. And and you look at last night again, he came up big for them 31 7 and 7 he had 13 and 5 in the fourth quarter alone he passed iverson by the way on the all-time scoring list which is a hell of an accomplishment yeah it is um and he hit a a three in the corner late with the shot clock running down that was an insane shot oh my goodness insane shot and he's been he's been look i know he's got detractors i get it he's had an excellent year for them yes he has nothing nothing more typified him sacrificing the body than that play in the final seconds of the game where he dove, got the ball, flipped it to Embiid for the yep. solo dunk. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, he looks a little awkward at times when he does what he does, but I tell you what, it's effective. His driving to the paint, we talked about that earlier in the season about how slow and methodical it's become and he's not getting the calls that he used to get with the uh, theatrics. Um, but he's, st- he's still doing it. Man, he stepped back and bust some huge, th- huge threes. Man. I yeah. mean, just nothing but net. I mean, he didn't touch rim, nothing yeah. on some of his three. He still got the J. I'll give him that. And because he's evolved his game into that facilitator now as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes him an incredible dual threat now. Yeah, I agree. And I look, he's he looks more athletic than last year. He's, yeah, he's he never going to be back to that old guy. That's done. But he looks more of the – I think maybe that, that calf, you know, wasn't right last year. And I also think it was just like the whole thing from Brooklyn to here or whatever. I think he settled – you know, and he and Embiid have a nice little thing going with the pick and roll. And, uh, you know, and again, other guys stepped up. Tobias Harris hit some big shots for them. Uh, Maxi hit some. Maxi is just a blur on the on the floor. Oh, I mean, my goodness. So on offense. Fast. On offense. Oh, his yeah, body he, control is ridiculous. He struggles, but yeah. 
as fast as he moves, his body control is ridiculous when he drives the lane. I mean, you know, most guys are out of control. Prime example, you look like at a, at a Russell Westbrook. You know, you don't know when he drives. You don't know as athletic as he is. Yeah, he plays out of control at times. Mm-hmm. But you look at a, a, a Maxi, man, it doesn't make a difference which way he's driving. Everything is controlled, and he'll he'll drive and stop. He's got that soft touch off the window too, and I love that. That's difficult to do when when your body's moving different. All your momentum's going one day. And when, and he still man he kisses the window like nobody else in the league right now. Yeah, no, no, you're right, and, and that is not a, it is so hard when you're going 100 miles an hour to be able to finish that thing. It the is, way man. That he does. it is. It's wild. It is wild. But yeah, so good, good win last night. Um, they're 39 and 19. They're now 20 games over 500. Uh, you know, they're they're right there, and they have here's the good thing. They got the Celtics tomorrow night. <laughs> Celtics tomorrow night at home. Celtics come in at 43 and 17. But the Sixers are, are, you know, not far off, not far off their their heels here. Uh, so that's going to be another one, just a gigantic game. And they, we know they're disappointed, the Sixers are, from the way the last game in Boston went. Yeah, went, against the scrubs. Yeah, everybody's out, I think, except Tatum, <laughs> basically. And they lost. You know, that can't happen. So this will be interesting to see the way that they come out tomorrow night. And Is, is Boston still nicked up? I think they're healthier. Because I saw Jalen Brown playing in the All-Star game with a face mask. I'm like, why? Why, uh, yeah, why you, I agree. Why, why would you play in that for a game? For, I, I don't know. Like serious? I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, they're so I'm, lo- I'm looking at this. I'm looking at let me see what they who, I'm gonna look at their box score. Um, last night, all right. So, geez, they put up 142 points. Boston did. Last oh, yeah, night. yeah. All <laughs> right, so let's see Tatum, Horford, Robert Williams, Smart, and Jalen Brown. They're they're healthy again, so they're all back. Horford yeah. was out for a while, Williams was out for a while. Now they're back. Okay. Now they're smart all back. Smart was out again. too. Yeah. So they're all back. Wait, uh, Smart played last night? Smart played last night. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So they're coming in, you know, full bore, and the Sixers are, you know, full bore, barring it. And Bede was sick last night. It wasn't the foot. But, uh, yeah, a lot of big plays. A lot of big plays down the stretch last night. I'll tell you, it was Kevin Harlan and uh, and Reggie Miller called the game for yeah. TNT. Kevin Harlan's awesome. Man, yeah, yeah. He just gets up <laughs> yeah. in the moment. Yeah. He is amazing. I'm telling you. That guy. He's fun. He makes it fun. Uh, that's for sure. Let me give a little, because you always talk about the bad stuff. All right. And I always like to point this stuff out when it comes to athletes, because they don't get enough love for this kind of stuff. So James Harden uh, had, has reached out. Gentleman's name is John Howe. It's H A O. Okay. Sadly, he was one of the shooting victims at Michigan state. Okay. He survived, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, I thought so, the chest, chest now. Uh, chest down. So yeah. Harden, you know, Harden got wind of this um, and, and Harden's his favorite player. So Harden reached out to him, FaceTimed with him from his hospital bed, encouraging him, you know, just, hey, you know, we'll get through this thing and, and I just need you to be strong, you know, all that kind of stuff. And wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Harden, Harden yeah. gave him his cell and said, yep. look, it, it doesn't matter when it is. You need me. I, I got you. Like, we'll we'll talk. Yep. We'll talk. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That you is, know? man. That is. He didn't have to do that. Um, right. And he gave he gave him um, a pair of his game worn shoes. Gave him a pair of game shoes and game worn shoes. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah. yeah. And for Harden to do, do that, man. You know. You know, Harden has this persona about him that he's distant. You know, like he doesn't get close to a lot of things. But you know what, man? I, I tell you what, I, I had a lot of respect for his game. I have a I have new newfound respect for Harden, not just his game, but but him as a person because. He didn't have to do that, man. No, you know? not at all. Not at all. And that's that's awesome that he did that. And and 
Oh, I, I'm hoping he follows through in terms of keeping in touch with him, catching up on him, you know, things like that. That's that's awesome for him to do. I wish more athletes would take that approach. Yeah, and, and if that gets that guy, if it gives him five minutes where he's not thinking about, you know, what happened to him, or yeah, yeah. or it gives him enough encouragement to 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 you know fight through and rehab and try and. Yep. That's it. Like that. That's mm. you know, James Harden mission accomplished, man. As far as mm. I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool, man. Uh, what do we have going on this weekend? What, what's the, what are the plans here? We got anything special happening, boys? We got, what it's supposed to snow tomorrow. I was told. I was like told. flurries. Like flurries. Oh, yeah. It was just too, a little bit. It's too, it's too warm to snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at it right now, man. It's absolutely beautiful out here right now. So, yeah, it's gonna I, I should have did the show from outside. That's why I should have done it. Yesterday was the day, man. But today's right. day, don't man. Uh, my my cousin uh, Milwaukee sent me another video. What's today? Friday, Wednesday. They got hit again. What? Um, they got hit again, man. He got he sent me a video of uh, snow on the ground, man. It's like another seven, eight, nine inches on top of like the twelve or thirteen it got a week ago. I said, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, get your butt out there and shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad. I love the Midwest. I love the people. One thing about people in the Midwest, they're just good down to earth people. Right, you know, right. they talk a lot, but but you know, that's okay sometimes. You know, they they just talk a lot because they like to talk and, and talk to people. You know, unlike I always tell people when people ask me what's the mid what's the East Coast like compared to the, the Midwest, and I said from I said from Boston to DC, man, people are like zombies in a lot of cases man it just going to point a point b like a lot of tension you know it's like but you have good pockets of people up and down the east coast yeah. but for the most part anywhere you go in the midwest or the south people stand there and talk to you all day bro you know? here it's like you know yes hey how you doing what do you mean yeah <laughs> I look at you, you know. what are you trying to say right yeah. Yeah. i'm like really i mean dang man yeah, you know. Talk to you. well you know what i mean you know speaking of speaking of the midwest man um, well, the combine starts on Monday, right? And I'm looking at the weather Sunday when the, when athletes fly in, it'll be 58 degrees with so no slow air. Ooh. Monday it'll be 63 degrees, but it'll Ooh. be rainy. Tuesday's 53, Wednesday's oh. 64. Oh, they the combine out. ends on Thursday, it'll be 53. Don't like, not till Friday that it'll be rain and snow flurries, but it'll still be 49 degrees. Hmm. So, you know, it, at least they miss out on the weather that you usually get during the combine. During the combine, it's usually – and I was supposed to go this year, but that's another – another altogether different topic. What? We're not going to talk about that. Where are you going? Where Why are you, you going? You just let – you you open the door for Gunner. Here we go. Bro, you, I should going? be there, bro. I should be there, man. The, 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 the relationships that I have and all that stuff yeah. that I have there, talking to coaches and everything, there's no way I shouldn't be there. You know, it's funny because every year I would push to go to the combine and, and I would have to back off. And the argument was, it's not visual. I said, yeah, but some of the interviews you could get, well, we can get that from a feed, you know, which is true. They could, but you want to personalize it in a lot of ways with your per- people there. But I, that, was, that was one of the few battles, Barrett. I would I would make my point and then I would let it go because I already knew the answer. There's, first of all, it's not a visual medium for TV. You know, cameras aren't allowed into it, you know, stuff like that. You know, and you know, NFL Network and ESPN, because of the TV rights, they have exclusive rights to be in there. Then you're kind of handcuffed in terms of when you can get access. You don't get any one-on-one access, unfortunately. You know, so every time that was presented, I'm like, you know, I fight I fight a lot of battles. I win some. And as Barrett will tell you, 
there are some things that I will say is like, man, I can't believe you said that. And <laughs> I just let it go. But I always wanted to go to a combine. It's it's okay for writers. Like the writers is good for it. But for well, a that TV was right medium, there. yeah. That's what it was. They, well, they asked me, well, are you going to write? Yeah. What'd you tell them? I said, I said what, my name? Dang. You, you were cut right there. That was it. Uh, all right, yeah, well, you know, since we're sharing, I might as well share. So when I went to the combine, when I was sent by the yeah. same company, yeah. after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they sent me by myself. No writers. Yeah. One camera person. And I had to, I had to produce three stories a day on, on the digital side written. Packages for the TV side, packages for the digital side. Damn. Hits for the three shows that we were doing at the time. And two of the days I co-hosted one of the shows. Yep. That's ridiculous. That's atrocious. And I got back and there wasn't nary a word from anybody about how it went when I worked 17-hour days. So Good job, nothing. <laughs> Thank good, you, people. That, that's atrocious. That's, that's when you the, know, friends, you're coming to the end of a job at a place. Yeah, that, that's yes. atrocious. That's, that's a, I'm so, it didn't even happen to me. I'm sitting here ticked off. And how long? What year was that? 2018. It was 18. after the Eagles okay. won the Super Bowl. So yeah. that was five years ago. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm ticked off right now because it happened to you. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I never would have done it. Barrett, would I have done that? No, ain't no way no. I would have done it. You might have brought no. me home early. You know, if that's, yeah. what you want me to do, if you, if that's what you want me to do, just yeah. number one, either don't send me or number two, you better bring me home tomorrow because I'm not doing that. They, you should they, not have to do that in the fourth largest market. They also purposely um, sent me with uh, a camera person who isn't exactly a hustler. Right. Oh, I know right. what you're talking about. Okay. So we'll uh, just leave it at that. Yeah. So it right. was uh, me. <clears throat> no, let's keep going, Rob. It was me trying to encourage <laughs> said camera person. Hey, come on. We got to get over here. There's so-and-so. I'm going to get them. I'm above. There's Lewis Riddick. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get Bill Polian. Bah, 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 bah. And it was pulling teeth. <clears throat> so that was awesome, too. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, good. it's good for the soul to vent. It, it is. is. You're right. You're it's right. good for so I do it all the time, right? But, you know, right, but I'm just saying, like, with for me, it's the story within the stories. You know, me being right. out there, and it would I'd probably get I get the most done. I get the the best results from going to that you know that steakhouse that's out there. Oh, St. Elmo's, St. Elmo's. You know, go there and all. You know, yeah, order down. chicken. Right. Well, I, you know what? I steak is killer I worked, there, man. When I work for uh, for NFL Films. They sent me out there and I would have to interview and I would interview the coaches at the combine. But I'd get my best stuff, the best stories from when we go to St. Elmo's and places yep. like that. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't meet me at the, the White Castle that's right across the street from uh <laughs> from the from the Stop. stadium. I mean There's it's a right there. back right there too, Barrett. Just yeah, you know, forward. but you know, but I, I did get some great stories. And I remember I went there and uh, a couple of guys from from, from NFL Films, they go there and I walk in and who do I see there? Russ Grimm. Wow, your guy. I almost start to turn around, turn around because we just happened to we had to happen to have a mic there and a, tel- and, a and a camera there, and he got to talking about stories about everything. He talked about how I became poor chop. He came. He t- he talked <laughs> about everything. I couldn't stop him from talking. I said, Russ, you've never talked this about to me. For me to give all the dirt on you, of course I'm gonna take advantage of this uh, poor chop. I'm taking advantage of this. So he just told everything, man, everything about what went on. I love it, man. That's awesome. Here's the the funny thing about the combine. You you guys know this because you've been there. I'm not, I'm, I'm just telling our audience, but you can walk, it it could be St. Elmo's and there's a lot of really good restaurants on this one on on the main street there. I forget the name of the main street, whatever it is. There's a ton of them. 
you could walk in any, even a little pizza joint, any of them, and see a Hall of Famer here, a Hall of Famer yes. there, yeah, uh, an executive here, uh, Roger Goodell there. I'm That's telling right. you, it's crazy. Like I walked yeah. into, when I walked into St. Elmo's, there was a, a table with Mike Mayock and like I, I, this was before he was hired with the Raiders, and like. That's what he was doing. He was college. He was college football. Yeah, then. He was it might have been like, oh, college, uh, whatever. Like all these heavy hitter analyst types. The next table over was all the Giants executives, and it was it's just crazy. It's just yeah. a it, it's a it's a small little town. Everybody's staying at the same around the same yes. hotel, and, and all, uh, everything's right there. It's a it's a well, weird you, scene. You know, it's even small in a smaller environment. Um, but the food wherever you go is so good. I don't care if it's oh. barbecue, seafood. Is a senior bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. Okay, I've never been. You can go. Yeah. You can go to a casual place or a, an upper scale place. Next, you know, hey man, that's Rex Ryan sitting over. Hey, you know, you do you and it's you're you're sitting like five feet from him at a table, yeah. you know, because um, Mobile is not a big town, but it's such a it's such a relaxing town. It's yeah, easy, yeah. accessible to get around. Yeah. They got great barbecue places. They got great seafood places, steak places. Mobile's a great little town. Our buddy uh, Lance Crawford lives down there. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, yep, yep. And every time I go down, I see Lance. And, uh, and and man, we'd have some great meals in Mobile. But you know, Rob, going back to St. Elmo's. Yeah. I've eaten at some of the best steakhouses in America: Dickers, mm-hmm. Steakhouse Forty Four in Phoenix, uh, Burns, which is famous, world famous Tampa. in Tampa. Mm-hmm. St. Elmo's and that horseradish sauce you get Ooh. with a steak. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Man, <laughs> let, let me tell you. You sitting there like this after a meal. Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> if you had any plans after that, they're canceling. You're going back to the room to collapse. Man. Uh, yeah, and, and, and by the way, um, A-Dog, you, you, you're right. You're right. Dave Zangaro got job, Rob's job right now. He leaves <laughs> on Sunday. Is Dave down there? He's a one-man band? All yeah, right. he's Good the one-man band. Enjoy. Yep. See, I applaud I applaud guys like Dave and Rube because they love to write. Yep. You know, they love to sit down and write three, four, five stories. They can kick them out. Sometimes it takes me a half a day to just think of one story angle because you haven't done it enough. And man, I, I'm still hot, Rob. Nah, Can't believe they good. did that to you, bro. Hey, I survived. I man, survived. I'm like, makes man, you stronger. Y'all can kiss. Y'all kiss grits. I ain't gives doing you callus, that. man. It gives you calluses. Makes oh, yeah. you stronger. Hey, I got enough callus in this industry, bro. No, I, hear I, hey, look. I hear you. All right, listen. We're, so we're coming back. Uh, Scott Francie is going to join us. Philly's radio play-by-play voice. And then at one o'clock, G Cobb. We'll dive into everything that's happening with the Eagles with G Cobb. And, and then after G, we'll get a little bit into what some of the costs are for the Eagles heavy hitter free agents, like what Hargrave may cost, what CJ GJ may cost, and then we'll look at some options at certain positions that the Eagles may need. So we'll get into all those kind of things when we come back on this Friday. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, and I can tell you from personal experience, man, that finding somebody you trust with your finances is critical. You know that you work too hard to not find the right person and not to take care of your family. And whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business. You're trying to get the employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, some 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. 
Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know who Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Mulebronner, managing partner at Delval Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Yes, we are, and we are almost into the month of March, which means Phillies baseball is inching closer. Yes, it is, and who better to talk to than the man who did an amazing job during that run last season, just painting the picture, illustrating it. It was an amazing job, and he is Scott Fransky, Phillies radio play-by-play voice. Scott, oh, man, look at you. Look at you in the booth ready to rock and roll. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Why wouldn't I be? I'm watching live BPs here at Baycare Ballpark. The sun is shining. It's about oh, about 77 degrees, maybe a little better. Mm. I know. 
Uh, Scott, the boys of summer, the boys of summer. We don't have much room to complain about weather, Scott, but I'm still, I'm always a little jealous when somebody throws the clear water temperature out there. I got to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty nice here today for sure. So you're live BP and I understand Scott, they're all trying to acclimate to the pitch clock, right? And they're utilizing that today as well. Is that what's going on? Yeah, they got the timers going in between each pitch. Uh, They've even gone down to, you know, if there's a simulated runner on first base, they'll stretch it out to 20 seconds as opposed to 15 um, you know, the guys we've seen so far, we saw Wheeler, uh, we saw uh, Craig Kimbrell. I mean, Wheeler's a fast worker anyways. I don't think it's going to bother him too much. Uh, Jose Alvarado was out here a minute ago and they're about to, we're about to see, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez do the same. You're muted, Derek. Uh, Scott, gotta ask you, um, do you still get jacked up for that first, um, spring game uh, of a season? Because I'm comparing it to me with, with preseason football games. I'm at a stage in my life where I'm like, okay, get this game over with. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm serious. I mean, let's get to the regular season, please. Do you still get that ju- that juice before your first preseason game? Yeah, definitely the first one. There's no doubt. Um, uh, I will say, I mean, obviously the way the schedule has been the last few years and the way teams run camps, I don't mean just the Phillies, but all teams run camps. Uh, you get an at bat, you get to see um, – from from the big guns and whatnot uh and then it's a kind of a learning curve a host of non-roster players and minor leaguers up for the day and that kind of thing so uh it's always great to come down here it's it's really exciting just to kind of be in the environment again uh, i do love getting on the air and i'm you know really looking forward to tomorrow uh, but i will say uh, you know maybe maybe we could apply the same math to a fall preseason where it's only four or five games, right? There's 20, there's 20 or so of them for baseball. I'll say after the first yeah. I'll say after the first four or five, I'm ready to go. Talk to you in about three weeks is what you're trying yeah. to say or whatever it is. Oh, man. <laughs> Scott, well, let me ask you about last year. Uh, it had been 11 years, you know, for all of us, for to have playoff baseball and that fun and that excitement and that that juice that it brings. Did you at one point in time did you sort of whether it was the St. Louis series or the or the Braves or the Padres or the World Series, did you kind of pinch yourself like bam, we're back? Like it, it's I sort of forgot this feeling for a minute. Yeah, I think when the the first home game in the playoffs, I mean St. Louis was a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, and, and winning on the road and uh you know the opening of the series in Atlanta was great as well. That game one win, but but I think when they got when we got home and you know saw the reaction of the fans the way the crowd filled up and the way the crowd was so loud from beginning to end uh i think that was the time and and obviously in particular that inning against strider when hoskins hit the homer uh for me that was the moment that i thought something was going on you know something something different was happening and um you know, again, it was that same feeling from back in 08, 09, 10, you know, that that amazing things could happen at any time. Well, let me let me ask you as far as, you know, feelings and everything going into um, this season. Um, is there is it kind of the same or do you feel a much more anticipated year right now? You know, with them coming off, you know, we understand coming off the World Series. But how is this team as far as when you look at it compared to last year's team? Well, I do think it's a better team on paper. Um, but again, you know, at this time last year, we weren't expecting Bryce Harper to be out for mm-hmm. a big chunk of the year. Right. right. Um, there was a lot of enthusiasm this time last year, but um, this is different. I know that they're going to you know, have to find a way to sort of carry the load without Harper in there for a while. Um, all the reports have been good, but it's still going to be a couple of months, maybe three. But, you know, I mean, it might be 
It might be July 1 before we see him. Who knows? Um, and even then, it'll still be, again, in that um, sort of restricted space of just being the DH. Uh, but I think it's a better team. I think on paper, the bullpen is far deeper. Um, you know, this time of year, everybody feels like they're better. And uh, foul ball coming back. It was coming back hot, too. Uh, the uh, Everybody feels like they're a little better. But I, I think, without a doubt, the Phillies are better if they're healthy. They're a better team at this point than they were a year ago. Scott, Scott, as you sit here right now, how surprised are you that Dombrowski and those guys were able to make some of the moves they made in the offseason uh, to strengthen this roster both at the plate and in, in the bullpen? Well, I mean, money talks, right? I mean, they, they threw a lot of money at, at some holes in the in the uh, field, and, and obviously Trey Turner is a big one, and – um, but you know, they made some trades as well. You know, the, the trade to acquire Soto and we haven't seen him yet, but the trade to acquire Soto could prove to be big down the road. Um, take a little bit of the load off a guy like Alvarado, uh, mm. makes everybody, you know, when you're deeper, everybody stays fresher, you know, they don't have to be relied on quite as much. And I think that's, that's to the Phillies benefits. So, uh, I'm not surprised that they attempted to get better. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is this division, Everybody's good. I mean, um, it's a better, it's a really tough division and, and the Mets are better and the Braves think they're better and mm-hmm. um, the Phillies think they're better. So um, I'll be interested to see how this all plays out. Mm. Scott, on, on that note, do, do you think they take a run at Turner if, if Harper's healthy the whole year, if they did, was this in part done because, Hey, look, we gotta, we gotta at least cover that gap for a half a season. I know he's here long-term. I get that. But were they, would they maybe have been as hot and heavy on him had Harper been healthy? I, I would think they would still they still would have been um, of a mind to go get him. I think mm-hmm. they felt like from the outset that if he was interested in coming here and if he was interested in signing long term, that they had identified him as the player that would fit the best for a lot of different reasons, not just his particular position of shortstop, but the kind of athlete he is, the way they think he may or may not age, the way his obviously his skills are right now. Uh, in the prime of his career, the way his personality fits uh, with the guys that are already there, whether it's Harper or Schwarber. And the, I mean, yeah, I, I, I had the, the, the good fortune of being in his group for the Phillies golf outing yesterday. Okay. Uh, and I mean, you can tell he's, he's he, the guys he knows he's already got a rapport with the guys he doesn't know. He's trying to, to earn a rapport with them and, and build uh, relationships and build friendships. Uh, and I think, you know, the guy knows he's going to be here for a long time, and um, he's as much a centerpiece of this, this organization as some of the others, like a Harper, um, is right now. What well, is, um, you know, what's your sense like it as Castellanos? You know, what is he looking like, you know, in BP? You know, uh, is, is, is uh, Reese, you know, is he is he at a, a more more pep in his step going into BP? You see a difference in how they're approaching the bat. Well, I mean, I think um, right now it's still so early for the hitters. I mean, everybody's upbeat right now. Everybody's healthy. That's a big thing. Um, So everybody's upbeat and kind of getting their feet under them. I think like it is with most spring trainings, the hitters uh, tend to look a little bit behind the pitchers. Um, You know, I know Nick's got – feels like he's got a fresh start for Mm -hmm. for, uh, 23. I mean, he wants to just sort of – I mean, obviously 22 ended up great on a team – standpoint but not from a personal standpoint for him so i know he's looking for bigger and better things um and you alluded to reese there as well i mean i saw i got a chance to talk with him the other day he looks great 
Um, he's got a great head about him. You don't have to worry about Reese, whether there's a contract out there or not. I think you're still going to get the same Reese Hoskins day in and day out that you that you know, and there's some comfort in that, whether you're a manager or a general manager, you know what you're going to get. And I think uh, they're ready to get, you know, the same kind of production out of Reese that they've gotten over the last five years. Scott, uh, as you sit there and soak in the sun and fun and antagonize us unmercifully. Uh, <laughs> unmercifully. unmercifully. <laughs> yeah, he's been relentless the whole time. I can turn the, I can turn the camera around. That might even be a little Don't tougher. do it. Don't do it. But, but, but seriously, uh, as you sit there and you're watching VP and all this stuff, you know, you're also preparing to call games as well. So, so take me through through your mindset of what you're looking at and, and what you're throwing away as you get ready for that first broadcast and other future broadcasts as well in, in training camp. I think a lot of it is, um, you know, it's trying to collect some stories. Um, the bios and the stats and stuff like that, those come pretty easy. But I think it's trying to get some, you know, face-to-face time with guys, learn about what they're working on or what they've been working on. Uh, learn about what they've gone through, whether it's uh, injury-wise or, you know, swing adjustments or anything like that. So I think a lot of it is just trying to gather th- some stories. I mean, you know, the first couple of games, they're kind of, it's kind of autopilot because you're yep. just back at it. And again, it's not like you need reams of information about Reese Hoskins, right? He's going to bat once on Saturday, maybe twice or whatever, and then and then I'm going to have to dig up something on somebody else. So. Um, honestly, with a lot of these spring games, some of that broadcast stuff is done on the fly, but you do yeah. try to collect stories that you're going to use throughout the course of the month of March. And, you know, you just try to have it organized enough. For me, that's the big thing is I just try to have it organized enough where if a situation presents itself uh, during the game, maybe it's boring, maybe it's not, I don't know, but it's maybe it's relatable that you can go to that story and you can dig it up and use it in a certain way. My, my favorite, uh, Scott, is spring training. You're in about the fifth, and there is a, a position. Yeah, I'm in the play. fifth of what? <laughs> uh, yeah, good good point. You might need it in, 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 in <laughs> fifth, fifth inning. Um, and there's some guy who wasn't on the roster, and L.A. is perturbed b- because number 78 wasn't listed on the opposing team's roster, and he's coming in at shortstop. And – it's no idea who this cat is, you know, and it's yeah, just like yeah. you, you try to guess. And the other one is when there's two number 78, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, which, yeah. which number 78 <laughs> are we looking at here? Um, yeah. Those, those are always good moments. And, you know, those teams, they bring, bring a, um, a minor leaguer or two over for the day or whatnot, or might have a last minute. They needed somebody to fill in. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of scramble mode going on fourth, fifth, sixth inning and beyond. But LA doesn't try and hide it. He's just, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And I always tell him, I said, Hey, you know, all we got to do is act like we know what we're talking about. People are going to believe us. Right. 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 right, right, right. That half, that's half a life. Just fake it. Like you, till you make it right. Like right. I mean, know. the only one who's really going to know that we're, we're full of it or you know is number 78's mom and dad right <laughs> well hey Scott let me ask you this man because I, mean, I, I got to call a couple of um, spring football games and the rosters get long man but looking at storylines going into you know uh, this in fact even the game tomorrow is Turner and Swarber is that a big and big story or not you know you think that's the biggest story going into this who's going to lead off or is it or I'm just, you know, I'm just making it up like everybody else. You know, I'm making it bigger than what it really is. Right. I mean, I don't know if you're making it bigger than what it is. I, I will say this. I think 
camp is somewhat devoid of big storylines. There aren't a lot of jobs to be won. So I think maybe to some extent we're looking for something to talk about. Um, You know, for me, you know, Rob Thompson has already said or sort of hinted at the fact that he's probably going to lead off. I know Schwarber was in that spot last year. I think a lot of it has to do with as he goes through the spring and by this, I mean, by he, I mean, Rob Thompson, as he goes through the spring, he's going to look at the lineup from a more collective standpoint. It's not just about Turner hitting first or Schwarber hitting first. It's how all the pieces match together. Right. That, and that will change. That may be very different once Harper comes back to the lineup because you got two big bats that are both left-handed in Schwarber and Harper that you don't necessarily want to stack back-to-back. So I think as it goes through, he's thinking through a lot of those things in his mind. I think Turner, if he leads off of this team, he can score 130 runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. with new rules, if he's on base a lot, you know, uh, all these <clears throat> ground balls that – wouldn't get through the right side or he's going to go first to third on those now with the shift out of the way. Um, and I mean, I think he's going to, he's got a chance to score a ton of runs. Um, well, really anywhere he hits, but certainly if he's hitting in the leadoff spot. Scott, let me ask you about the rules changes in terms of the Phillies offense, the shift, the bigger bags, whatever other one you want to throw in there. Do you think it really aids them? I mean, I, you know, you're going to get Harper back at some point, a lefty, you know, Schwarber, you know, guys who will pull the ball. Let's face it. Right. Uh, and not to mention, you got some guys who could steal some bags too. How much will the new rules changes help them aid them offensively? Well, I think uh, you know it's funny. I was watching some some you know video clips, little breakdowns of, of the rule and the shift rule in particular, and they went right to the video of the World Series, and it was all Harper and Schwarber highlights. Mm. A ground balls to the right side that they might hit 105 miles an hour, but they turn into outs. Uh, so I think that that has the potential to be very. Um, very beneficial to the Phillies. I think it'll be interesting to see as the season goes along, how many teams are willing to give up a left fielder um, perhaps against guys like that, um, whether they're, you know, their baseball analytics, people tell them that that's the way to go. Um, they can't shift the infield, but they can shift the outfielders. Wow. Uh, so, uh, you know, it could be, it could be those times where when a team feels like it's worth it, but Jeez. we'll give up on left field and we'll put the left fielder in shallow, right. You know, with somebody like Schwarber, maybe. That's going to be fascinating, man. Yeah. No, no, no protection out there in the outfield potentially. Wow. Do, yeah, do I mean, you, a flare, a flare to left could turn into a triple, or with somebody with speed, somebody with speed, it could turn into a you know inside the park home run. Mm. Huh. Do, do you think the rule changes in general are for the betterment of the game? Uh, were they necessary? I mean, we've we grew up watching baseball a certain way. The, the only sure. thing we screamed about was was the length of games you know in terms of the strategy of the game nobody ever complained i mean did we need bigger bases do, do, do we really have to take away the shift yeah well i think i think from 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 my standpoint anyway it wasn't so much the length of game it was the lack of activity during a game mm-hmm. um as the game evolved into this strikeout or home run parade it was either a walk, a strikeout, or a homer. Every mm-hmm. there just weren't that many other results, and I do think that it has the chance to bring some different things back to the game that we haven't seen lately. Obviously, you know, pitchers can get it and go right. I mean, they can they can fire and they can you know get into a rhythm. Uh, hitters can't step out all the time, and um, you know, I'm thinking about a guy like Max Scherzer who likes to work quick and the Phillies used to wear him out. Oduble oh, Herrera would step out, call time, call time, call time, call time. Right. right. And they can't do that anymore. They can only do it once during an at bat. Um, so I do think if they can get some more activity and get some more action, 
showcase a little more athleticism. You know, middle infielders have to show off their range a little bit more. You can't have you can't have Max Muncy necessarily play second base all the time mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the range, right? Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. in previous years you could shift him and just plop him over there. Um, now that's not going to be as as prevalent. So I, I do think it's going to bring some different excitement, a different level of excitement back to it. Have, have you heard anything, Scott? Like how are they how are they acclimating? Whether it's the pitchers with the clock or the hitters knowing they can't adjust their batting gloves sixteen times. Like are, are the guys starting to get it? Are you hearing guys saying, "Man, this is tough"? Or what, yeah. What's, you know, it's funny. Um, the the players who have had minor league experience, they're they're accustomed to it. You know, Derek Paul was saying today, he said, you know, he got to Wrigley Field last year, and he's used to the new rules. And he gets into the box, and he looks up, and Marcus Stroman isn't anywhere near the pitcher's mound. You know, he's wandering around and taking all kinds of time. Um, so for those guys, it won't be a big adjustment. They're used to it. Um, I, and I, I, it'll, I mean, it'll be hit or miss. Uh, you know. Uh, pardon the pun. I mean, there will be guys that have struggles with it. There will be other guys. I do think that the results in the minor leagues showed that once they got into it and learned it, the, they got used to it and they adjusted. Mm. And I'm sure it's from a broadcaster standpoint, it's not the worst thing in the world for you either. That we could, could be knocking 20, 25 minutes off per game. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's not the worst thing. And, you know, I mean, it, it'll for us. Honestly, it might force us to be a little more concise or a little quicker, or a little, a little different on the air. I, I don't know how it's going to look once they play it. I think the actual length of game um, might not be reduced quite as much in the as it was in the minors because you might have more action on the bases. You might have more runs scored. That's true. Uh, so there's maybe a little bit of a trade off there. The pitchers throw it quicker, but you know more runs lead to longer games. So we'll see. How uh, how big is is the Taiwan Walker addition to this rotation? I mean, it's you, you really got some length now. It feels like with Suarez establishing himself last year, and then the fifth spot's going to be really fun to watch. What happens there with Painter and everybody else, Falter, etc. But but how big are are some of those additions on the back end? Because we haven't seen that kind of depth with this Phillies team in a while. Yeah, I think it's important. And again, to think that they're going to have five starters for the course of the year is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No big. You know, no team's ever able to do that. And, you know, given the workload these guys had uh, coming, you know, out of the playoffs last year, um, they're going to be real careful with guys like Wheeler and Nola and not try to push them, say, you know, beyond the limit. So I think, you know, um, Walker is a guy who's been pretty steady in terms of, you know, five innings, six inning kind of guy and get you into your deep bullpen. Um, I think you're still going to see a lot of that where the Phillies ride a bullpen that's pretty deep. Um, but I, I do think there's a lot of depth there. They still like Bailey Falter a lot. Obviously, Painter's been kind of wowing in his uh, bullpen sessions. I haven't personally seen him throw yet, but I talked to L.A. yesterday about him. He saw him pitch earlier in the week, and it, his word was wow. Uh, I mean, he's really floored by the kid who not only has great stuff, but seems like he has an idea. And I was going to see Mick Abel there, but uh, Mick Abel just finished up his BP. I didn't really get a chance to see him while talking to you guys. But, you know, there's a chance a guy like that could help out down the road. Mm-hmm. Here. So uh, they do, I think, feel like they have a lot more depth than they had certainly this time a year ago. With the depth, depth on the back end of the bullpen and the arm strength that they have, will there be a definitive closer or will it be closer by committee? Because I don't mind with, with what I'm looking at on paper with, with, the, with the, 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 the flamethrowers they have on the back end of this, this bullpen. I don't mind a uh, closer by committee. I don't really either, especially um, the way it worked last year. Yep. For some, you know, if it hadn't worked last year, but it worked. I mean, they 
they played matchups really well. And Rob, you know, played the matchups, you know, when he wanted to and the way he wanted to. And I think we're going to see more of the same. And um, now it's just you have what you feel like are more weapons that could handle the seventh, eighth and ninth innings mm. uh, you had a year ago. Well, let me is there any difference um, or should it be a difference? You know, because G has been with G was with Tom. Well, Tom was with G for a long time. Do you see any difference in the way they went into spring uh, than you saw with G? Well, the way Thompson handled the bullpen, you mean? Or, or we, oh, no, just, what, just, just overall, just, you know, going into this, you know, just, you know, just overall coaching, I, overall. Yeah, the, I mean, I think we're going to see more of exactly what we saw last year, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they're going to run things pretty much the same way. Um, you know, the old don't mess with success, right? And uh, they proved, um, you know, I, I think Rob Thompson acquitted himself obviously very nicely as a skipper. The players love him. They love the atmosphere around him and the coaches. I mean, they, you know, again, I refer to something, you know, away from the ballpark, like the golf event yesterday. You can see the camaraderie that these guys have. It's a good group. It's a it's a fun group to be around. And, and they're a, a group that likes being with one another and likes playing. So uh, I think we'll see more of the same. All right, Scott, last one. Uh, it's a two-part. Uh, favorite restaurant down there in the Tampa Clearwater area. <laughs> favorite touristy spot for people who maybe have never been down, who who might be, you know, rolling down pretty soon to, to take in the uh, action. Yeah, well, I mean, just from a Clearwater standpoint, you just got to stroll the beach. Um, and it's, you know, not it's beyond just Philly. Obviously, there's a lot of Phillies people down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's spring break and, and all that other stuff. And it's crowded. I mean, it's busy down there on the beach. So, Get down there and, you know, people watch for a while. I think that's certainly worth a trip. Um, favorite restaurant, I, I tend to um, I tend to favor a place like Bobby's Bistro. You ever been there? No, I know. I know. It's a little smaller joint with really good food. It's next to the Beachcomber, Bob Howman's Beachcomber, which is another one. I know the yeah. Phillies have a lot of events there, but yep. uh, the Bistro is in the back. And that's if I'm going to go for a nice, uh, a nice meal that's uh, a little quieter, a little on the quieter side, that's where I'll go. Good call. Good call. Scott, listen, man, is, is L.A. with you tomorrow? Who's with you tomorrow? L.A. tomorrow. L.A. tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock game, 94 WIP. Scott, we do appreciate it, man. We can't wait to hear the calls this year. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy, it, brother. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Good catching up with you. Thanks. See Take you. care. Right, yep. Take care. Right. The great Scott Fransky right there. And join us. And, and uh, it, it's great, Gunner. I just – I get this feeling, man, when it's yeah. this time of year. Because I'm like you. It, 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 it means spring. It, it's getting warm. Yes, yes. But when you it's 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 the excitement I used to get for for training camp when we would see guys walking to the dorms with their t with their t- video games and their yeah, and flat screen yeah, TVs. Yeah. The first you know videos I get of these guys doing their thing, it makes me think baseball season's getting close, man. And that's uh that's always exciting for sure. See, with training camp, I used to get jacked up for the first few days of training camp. Number one, like you just said, you get to see what new gadgets the players are bringing to their dorms. And then you always got jacked up for that first day of hitting, especially in Andy Reid's camp, right. because you just knew there was going to be one or two fights. But see, now they don't do that much anymore. So it's like, it's so bland now. It's like, eh, you know, so the last training camp I went to is like, this is it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I'm standing <laughs> well, I mean, out here getting heat stroke for this. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, know? it's, it's they, plus, you know, they just don't do as much as they used to do back no, in the day. No. I mean, if, if you're late, if you're 15 minutes late, hell, you've missed laugh, uh, half a practice. Yeah, you you miss it all. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah, so was... you can't you can't you can't miss it. You know, but you can't complain about the results. The results are they ended up in the 
22 starters were still yeah. all 22 were starting the Super Bowl, man. I, I you will not hear me complain about the way they're absolutely not. I'm, I'm the old timer that lets you walk in his grass now. Yeah, just just so you know. And, and you know what? Like I think all sports have implemented in, to this extent. Obviously, baseball and the other sports, you're not worried about the the injuries, but everything's faster now. Maybe that's just to keep the guys' attention. Whatever. It's like quicker stations. Even baseball, man, it used to be way longer. You drill down on things. It's not like that anymore. It's just the way of the world now. The, the one quicker. thing that the one thing that I really enjoyed when I covered spring trainings was you had more access to players than in any other kind of training camp. Yeah. You know, you know even when after the locker room was, was closed, you know, the guys be hanging out in the parking lot. You could walk up to them and talk to them and stuff like that. Um, you would see them in town somewhere and they stand there holding conversation. If they knew you by face and even if they didn't know you by name, they just stand there holding conversations with you. You know, football player, basketball players are so regimented, point A to point B, I'm done, I'm out, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Baseball player, it's a it's completely different beast in terms of how you co- – now, six weeks of, of spring training, that's a little too much, 20-something yeah. games. But it's such a relaxed atmosphere in terms of the volume of stories that you can get from them, and you don't feel like you're rushed. Like with football camps, you got to get it now, and if you don't get it, you get a call, hey, did you get this interview? I heard he said this. Well, you got one crew covering 10 different players who stay. You can't get everybody. Right. You know, you can miss something in a, a baseball locker room and training camp and recover as they're coming outside the locker room later. I will hear you. All right. Let, let's get a quickie in. And we are set our sights on the birds and football. G Cobb will be joining us on the other side. We'll dive into everything, everything uh, football when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Take a sports YouTube network right now. I'll tell you about ProAction Restoration. Yeah, ProAction Restoration is the place that you reach out to if your home, your business, a property you may own goes through the pain of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. And you know, look, I don't talk about these places unless I've experienced it myself. I had problems at my parents' house years back. It's a Saturday. I reached out to them. They got right out there, okay, and they cleaned up the mess in their basement. The crew was professional. The price was right. Clean the whole nine. Their license bonded fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. And here's the thing. It could be water. It could be fire. It could be smoke, mold remediation, any of those. But there's a lot of other things that go on, and you're not really sure who to reach out to. Give them a call. They'll let you know. They can handle anything. 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at Drytech. At Drytech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Welcome back in, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're joined by our next guest, the man who played 11 years in the NFL, former Eagle linebacker. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at GCOB. And, of course, go to GCOB.com for all the latest. What's happening, G? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, you know, I guess I'm in, in that same state that a lot of uh, – Philadelphia fans are, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, in the middle of the night, you know, well, I, you know, I used to do this when I was playing, but my wife said, I'm going like, dog, going to, what, what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, that guy went outside. I should have stayed outside. Yeah. I came inside, you know, whatever, uh, you know, gee, you're right in that game. Unfortunately, has left us with like ten of those kind of plays. You know, whether it's like the same ball goes off sides, you know, and, and you and then and then Jalen fumbles or the punt return or the the Devonte Smith catch that they overturned. Yeah, and, and, you know, on, I, I'm not even scratching the surface, man. There's a lot of those kind of plays that you wake up in a cold sweat sometimes. Like did that's really happened. You know, the, the the thing about it is, it's just you know. Um... He had such a great season, man. I mean, uh, the way everything came together. And, I mean, and, and if, you, if you'd have told me, uh, okay, who's going to throw for 300 yards? I'd probably say, well, Mahomes probably throw for 300. No, right. yeah. Jalen throws for 300 yards. He's, I mean, he did everything but, I you know. know, build the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wish he built the know, turf. I mean, yeah. just uh, such a great game he had and, um, you know, uh, and as good as the team were, but unfortunately, you know, they, they didn't get that running game going. No, 
you know, like they had done, you know, so much of the season, you know, and, um, you know, of course, you know, defensively, just they, they weren't able to get the stops. They, they, they weren't able to get uh, to Mahomes and then him taking off on like, like a 20 some yard run, yeah. man. You know, uh, that, that was tough. Hey, hey, gee, I love to ask former players this question, man. Are you at a stage in your life where you can sit back and just watch a football game? Are you still analyzing every play, no matter who you're watching? Well, most of the games I can separate, you know, and right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the game really just, you know, uh, as a student, really, uh, you know, uh, looking at it from that standpoint. Uh, but, uh, you know, with some games, you know, you emotionally start getting involved. And that's when uh -huh. I, you know, I tell the missus, you know, I, I got to stop looking at these tapes. That's it. I'm not going to play. I'm not playing in the game. You know, these. so you can get get emotionally in there. But, you know, uh, I, I don't like to get in there <laughs> that much, as much anymore, because, you know, um, you know, then you have, you know, when you have those tough losses, you know, I'm feeling like everybody else in uh you know, just coming back from the game and getting on the plane, you know, all of the Eagles people, like every one of them that walks by me, they want to start explaining me the game. Uh, you know? yeah. I'm going like, hey, just relax, just relax. Oh, that's the worst right there. That's the worst. Right? <laughs> you, ain't no more than you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, I understand that. You know, and the, you know, didn't you see that too? No, not this time. Well, you not know, their, heart, their hearts in it. And uh, yeah. even at the game, uh, the Eagles fans, you know, you could, I mean, there's a lot of pain, you know. And uh, that's the thing where, like, still now, I mean, I could be at the store, the guys, I could tell by the way the guy's looking, oh, boy. You know, Here we go. You can see him approaching. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. He's in that pain place, you know. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, man. You know, as they go forward and they're, look, you know, looking for these coaches, uh, it, it, it seems like that clock is running down for me. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a lot of time. Yeah, uh, we got to maximize time right now. And when you win the Super Bowl, that's that's some of the things that dictate, you know, what happens to you is the you know lack of time you have to prepare for that next season. You know, it's a double-edged sword. You're in the Super Bowl, but you don't get the time after the Super Bowl to get ready to compete for another Super Bowl. Yeah, you know th that is definitely a tough thing. And um, just in hearing, you know, like uh, some of the coaches who had, had, uh, well saw some of the people were you know different uh, Eagles personnel were. We're looking at some of the tapes of, of some of the uh, rookies, you know, the, the guys that are coming out in college, they're going to be in the draft in that how, um, you know, you, you uh, of course, you want to you want to play in the Super Bowl and everything. But it puts so much of a time restraint on you that everything's coming up right now. Now, you know, you've got, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Combine. the, the combines coming yeah. up. You know, and you know, if you really want to, you want to be able to find out, you know, something on these kids, you know, you need to be able to do your homework. And so you'd like to have the coaches involved with that, but they can't do everything. Mm -hmm. and, and I could imagine, you know, and I'm not saying this was a problem, this was an issue, but I know uh, the coaches when they were at the Super Bowl, you know, they're getting, they're getting ready, trying to get ready for interviews. They got the whole career ahead, a big moves going on. You got all this going on. So it really is a tough time. I mean, you get benefited by playing in the Super Bowl, but you only got but so many hours in a day. And yep. it, it just packs it all down and makes it tighter for the teams that go. And that's what I think – I think that's probably one of the big reasons that it's tougher to go back again and again because you really get under the uh, – you know, under the gun – 
because you know, sorry. <laughs> no pun pun intended. What what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, you 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 really uh you know things just get tighter and tighter because you just don't have as much time and uh you know the other teams are getting gonna, gonna get more time to look at certain players and things because you know you've had all that time where you were uh, you know, focusing on uh, the, you know the biggest game you had all all season. Gee, in the eleven years you played in the league, did, did you ever go through a scenario like the Eagles are going through now with a multitude of coaches that have uh, jettisoned out of here at the same time? Uh, I I did. Uh, you know, I, you know, I was I played six years in Detroit. Yeah, uh, and we we had a couple times because we had Maxie Bourne. He was our defensive coach, and, and you know, I learned so much from Maxie about the game and everything. Right after one of the season, boom, he bolts. He's our defensive coordinator. He's put together everything, and then he's gone, you know. And uh, I don't know that our team ever really, you know, at least our defense, We I don't know that the guys really recovered because mm. he left, you know, and nobody knew he was gone. But he, 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 got, a, he got a job offer, uh, and, you know, they, weren't, they didn't want to give him what, they, what he wanted there, and boom, he just bolted. So, uh when you when you lose a coach, um, it, it is going to be an adjustment. If you're going to be changing, you know, you're changing your system, and which they there's a chance they could do that, and that means, you know, everything changes. You know, mm. a lot of the the things that you've gotten ingrained, the way you just do it instinctively because you're used to this system, now that changes. Now you've got to relearn, and it's tough on veteran players. It's it's not the easiest thing. Uh, with, with some of their reads changing mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, a lot of it, it gets into such detail, but you know, in order to really be a good player and to be, have a good system, you can't play up here. You're not really playing up here. You're playing more down in your, your gut, you know, your instincts. Um, you're not really thinking through, you got to just be able to do it. You know, your read has got to be like that. And instinctual. It's got to be there. Yeah. 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 instincts. It, it, it's really deep down inside of you. That's where you really play. Because the game of football happens so fast that, you know, you're playing instinctively. And a lot of times if you're in a system that you're used to, see, then you can flow. But once you have to start thinking, see, then you got to relearn that system. And that's when you have a change of coaches, especially when you have a good team. Normally you don't change things a lot. But yeah. The way it's things now, they're probably going to have to change some things. Yeah. Mm. Gee, I'm thinking about this as you're saying it. Like, it, w w this may seem weird, but is it uh, is it an easier transition because you're not losing as much on offense and Sirianni's an offensive guy? Like, is it more critical to get the defensive coordinator right than the offensive coordinator in this search? I, I think so. Because, see, they're going to play the same system offensively. Uh, all the guys know they're going to be doing a lot of the same things uh, they're not going to let somebody come in here and change everything up. Mm -hmm. No, because they really, their head coach is an offensive coach. Mm -hmm. So he knows the way he, he wants to do things. And so they're not going to have as much change, but defensively, you know, they're going to have some changes and it depends on what system they, they bring in. Because if they bring in a system where some systems are kind of like cousins, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they're not totally different. Then some are just totally different where mm -hmm. you change and, uh, let's say if they were to go where they're, uh, uh, let's say they play, you know, they, they live in the too deep zone, you know, um, then that, that would be a change. Mm -hmm. yeah, that would be a change. And then depending on, you know, when you're talking about a four, three, but 
you know, really, uh, you know, the guys are just going to be rushing the passer a lot. But but there are changes that, that happen between the 3-4 and the 4-3. And uh, depending on what a defensive coordinator likes to do, and uh, so th- there could be some changes. Um, mm. Hopefully they'll try to make them as, as little as possible because, as I said, you don't play the game, you know, up here. You really play it in more of an instinctive way. And so you got to be used to the system and get comfortable in it. You got to have your guys comfortable in that system. That's why they – that's the way they play at their best. You expect to see wholesale changes on that defense because, because of what they were able to accomplish this year – there's going to be a lot of guys making some big money. And I don't know if the Eagles can counter considering you got to pay that quarterback. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I w- I've been sitting down. I was kind of looking at some of this. And, uh, of course, defensively is where you're going to have the most change. But the whole thing is, can, can, uh, can Howie, can he work that magic? I mean, Howie has been good at finding loopholes, you know, because the guy mm-hmm. doesn't care how he gets his money as long as he gets his money. <laughs> so if they were to tell you, look, we can give you this money uh, in September. Okay, well, I'm good. I got to wait till September, then I get my money, you know. But, you know, uh, the whole thing is, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, but, you know, where you can hang on to as many of these guys as possible because, you know, you got to make some tough decisions. Uh, you know, um, you, you look at um, – you know, of course, inside at the tackle spot with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Uh, you know, Hargrave, of course, had the better year. I mean, he's the dominant player. I mean, uh, it just seems like when he gets one-on-one, you know, here's the chance he's go- he can beat his guy one-on-one. I mean, that's what I saw in just looking at him all year. And so he's a guy that, man, I don't see how you let a guy, you know, like that. I don't think he can let him go as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but that's a lot of money we're talking about. Though. That's I know. a lot of money. I know. You know I know. Both that's... he and CJGJ probably – both of those guys together yearly, if you add them two up, they'll probably ride around $32 million mm. to try to keep both of them. Well, yeah, yeah, you're, I you're, right, you're right. 35 40 Yeah, you're right, yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, so, unbelievable. And pay, and pay Jalen. Yeah. I don't know if this – I know. No, well, I that's, that's what they've got to do. Somewhere that they got to find a way because, you know – uh you know, a guy like CJ, man, he's so valuable because he's, you know, got the ability. You see what he can do at the safety spot. And then, you know, he's got man-to-man coverage skills. You know, those guys in the secondary, boy, they are valuable. Uh, but I don't, I don't, you know, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. I don't know how that – I don't think they can keep Bradbury. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able mm-hmm. to keep him around. Um, no, he's gone. You know, because, you know, corners are so valuable. I mean – that's why they got their work cut out of them. That's why they pay Howie the big bucks, man. <laughs> well, I, I guess, dude, the good thing that. is you got you got 10 and 30 here, you know, in the draft. I mean, you should be able to – I mean, that, that should be two starters. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be like last year where Jordan Davis plays a little bit, Jurgens mm-hmm. is, is ready in case Kelsey, whatever. I mean, these guys yeah. are going to have to come in and play this year. Yeah, I would probably think that they might try to grab a corner there with that first pick, you know um, – Cause if you you know you could get a you could get a quality corner, you know um, mm-hmm. because you know to be putting all that money at the quarter at the cornerback position you just can't you know I don't know how you can do that so. Yeah, um, paid Slay, paid Maddox. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot left to. to yeah, I don't see how. Yeah, yeah. So I, I could see them drafting a corner in that uh, if if there's one 
you know, I, I know there's some quality ones, but I, I know that they are, uh, they're going to go high. So hopefully they'll be there, you know, at that 10 spot. But then I know Howie though, the, how he loves to trade down, you know, and, and, um, I wonder if he, I know he would like to do that, but it, you know, if there's a special guy there at 10, you know, you got to get him, man. Exactly. You got to get him. Uh, but I know he likes to, he likes to trade down though. He, he likes to figure he can trade down and get more, but you know, you, 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 uh, you know, you got to get a player that comes in and make an impact. You can't take that chance and you end up not getting a, a guy that can come in and start for you right now. That's, you got to get that with that tenth pick. So you're you going on the defensive side of the ball as opposed to the offensive side. Yeah, I, I would think that the defense is where they would go. Yeah, okay. because you know they're, they're not going to be able to resign all these guys defensively. Offensively, you know, you don't have as much movement. You know, um, you know, you you you've got most of your guys coming back. I'm looking at these positions. Um, of course, you don't know what Kelsey's going to do. Kelsey and Sam Malo and Sanders. They're they're your three. Yeah. So, how, how, where do you fall on the running back thing in, in terms of running back? I, I, I see the where they just they seem to be just frustrated with Miles. I mean, because yeah. Miles has got so much talent, but boy, he just you know, they want him to get north and south, and he's trying to take everything outside, you know. Uh, and I see them get frustrated with them while they, they take him out, right? So, I don't know that they're going to be able, you know, I mean, they're not going to give him but so much money. I mean. I think somebody else will probably be able to outbid them for miles. You know, I don't know that they're going to be willing to give miles that that killer contract, because as I said, you can see they're frustrated with them. So I I think miles gets a deal somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I think. And I think that they end up, maybe they draft, they draft a running back because I mean, if you look at, um, you know, the, the chiefs, I mean, they didn't get this kid the seventh round. The Checo, yeah, and he, he makes a major contribution in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you can get a running back, you know, that can help you right now, especially the, the guy they need a running back because see, these other guys are able to do those issues, which it takes a running back a while to learn, like you know, um, on on third down with all the different things he's got to do and running routes and everything. They got people that can do that. They need a guy that can run the ball. Gene, can you remember a deeper, more talented, more versatile roster than what we just watched in 2022 with this Eagles team? You know, and that's what that's what uh, really is frustrating. You know, they, they, they got so close, but they didn't win it because mm-hmm. you had a phenomenal roster because you didn't have to pay Jalen yet. Yep. But now you got to pay Jalen, and so – you know, you're not going to be able to stack that roster like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because you not only had, you know, quality players, you know, you got guys at the prime of their career. And so, you know, you, you, you got so close, but, you know, that's why there was ultimatum. They needed to win then, you know, and now, you know, uh, you, you know, Jalen's going to take more of the, um, which I think he's, he's ready to do, take more of the offense, you know, um, you more know, the salary cap. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. So you you're not going to be able to to really. You cannot have all of the the talent that they had on the team. I don't I don't see how you can you can uh, you can do that with the way they got to pay Jalen. I mean, you know, some big big money. Well, and as as Kansas City just showed, 
you know, they had 11 roster, 11 rookies on the roster, 24 new players on the roster. The, they didn't have a, a loaded team of talent. They had, they had a future hall of fame quarterback. They had a dominant defensive end in Chris Jones mm-hmm. and everything else was a sprinkle of this and a sprinkle of that. But if you do it just right, yeah. you can't, it can't succeed. And that's why drafting now, especially for Howie this year, he's had an outstanding draft the last couple of years, but this year in particular, it's so important for the immediate future of this team. I mean, you're definitely right. I mean, uh, uh, without a doubt. I mean, and, you know, Kansas City did a great job. And with all those kids that they had playing in the secondary, you know, to have them hold up for them all year. Uh, but they are going to have to have a good draft, you know. And, you know, that has always been their strong suit. But they, they got to have a good – they got to have a great draft. And uh, they've got to hit it with with the guys. And it's mainly defensive players. That That's yeah. what I see that they're, they're going to be looking at. And – um I know that uh, they say they got some good corners coming out, but the whole thing is, you know, you got to get people that can rush the passer, you know, and it was be interesting to see how many guys they're able to bring back. And like I said, if I know how he's probably sitting somewhere now looking and trying to look for loopholes in the salary cap. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're going to see some, some deals converted into signing bonuses and all that that's coming. I mean, it's got to be coming soon. Yeah. All right, he, he does a great job since I'm one of the guys who would approach you in the supermarket, who's not over it yet. Question for yep. you. Uh-huh. Is the loss more on the players or the coaches in your estimation? You know, I, I mean, looking at some of the things that happened defensively were frustrating, you know, um, and ultimately, the coach has to take the hit for it, even though, you know, the players were doing – like with, with the motion, I mean, you're going like, you know, such – you know, where they were getting sloppy about it, where they, they're yeah. assuming when a guy goes in motion, he's going to go all the way across. So then you take your eye off the guy. I mean, which is something – I mean, that that's just sloppy and careless. And, you know, uh, the coaches should have seen it and, and, and called them on it. But, you know – you know, some of your best players were involved with it. I mean, yeah. it's something that you just cannot be doing, you know, and it's, um, you know, and you got to give the Chiefs credit. They saw it, but it's just, you know, something very simple to where how, you cannot assume the guy's going all the way across. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a shame, you know, because, you know, that, that it hurts you that bad, but, um, you know, defensively they 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 didn't make any stops i mean when they needed to they they didn't they didn't get it done yeah yeah done literally yeah four times four possessions no stops and then of course i got i got it uh, also all year every time you know there was a special teams whether it was a pun or whatever you go like okay just let's just get them off the field you know <laughs> yeah just, it's just as long as we get off the field without anybody scoring no big play or anything <laughs> but eventually it cost them and, yeah. and we knew it. I mean, everybody, I mean, all year I was like, okay, just let's just get the special teams off of there. <laughs> and then eventually it cost yeah. them right at the worst time, you know. And, mm. Are you surprised they're bringing Michael Clay back as their special teams coordinator? Uh, I am. I am. I, take, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm going like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't want to hurt the guy's job. With it. I mean, you know, but I'm going like, are you kidding me? I mean, because, like I said, every all year it was hold your breath during the special team. We just want to get you <laughs> off the field. Yeah. Yep. And and this guy gets his job back. I, I That was a surprise to me. 
You know, maybe Gee, he's got it, some pictures it, or something. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> he got, he's got uh, a videotape. <laughs> let, let me ask you about Hertz' uh, contract. Look, we know it's going to be mind blowing when, when it when it finally gets done, right? Forty, fifty million, whatever, whatever it ends up being. But when you have a guy that's dialed in like him, and you played with guys who, when they got their deal, you know, were worried about the cars and the money, you know, the, and the yeah. girls and all that. This, this is not this dude. So, are you not as worried about that, considering his character, than you would be for for some other folks? You know, uh, most definitely. I, I think if anything, you know, you you feel good about him. I mean, this kid, the improvement that he made over the year. I mean, all the work he put in and. Then to go out and play like he did in the Super Bowl, some of the throws he was making. and mm-hmm. But the biggest thing was the way that he was able to progress to where he's one, two, three, and he's getting the ball out of his hands. You know, the progress he made there. And, and the kid is dedicated. And then, of course, after the game, you know, with the way, he's, the way he talks, you know, uh, you need that steady hand, man. I, and I think that's the biggest thing the Eagles have going for them is they have got a steady guy at the wheel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't say enough about how he's impressed me with, because you know, I, I mean, and I've heard about the way he was working, you know. And then he went out and he showed all of us the work that he put in during the off season, mm-hmm. you know. And, right. and what that has done is it, it just pushes everybody. When you got a quarterback like that, it puts pressure on everybody to That's have right. their act together right. and and to be putting in the work. And you know, it it really just drives the whole organization. You know, when you got a quarterback, you know, with with those type of qualities, um, it's it's good stuff, and I, and that's one of the reasons they were in the Super Bowl, without a yeah. doubt. Probably the number one reason was the the excellence of um, Jalen Hurts. I mean, yeah. you know, the progress he made and the way he played. Because, um, like I said, if I were thinking about the Super Bowl, I would have thought he, you know, he played like I thought Mahomes was going to play, which is you know. Because I mean, he 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 just had a great Super Bowl, and you know, unfortunately, that one play. But he 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 made. I mean, some of the throws he was making, I'm going like, mm. is he is he on something? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, come on, you see the throws that he made. You know, that's why it's such a shame that they lost. Because you know, he played uh, a, a special Super Bowl. I mean, there's not many guys you could say played better than he did in that Super Bowl. Yeah. So you know, it, it's uh, unfortunate they let it get away. No question. No question. Yep. Gee, listen, man, always appreciate you hopping on with us, man. Great insights as always. Good to see you, man. We're looking forward right. to having you on again, man. Appreciate it. You guys it. have a good one, man. Yeah, Keep Jalen going in that same way, man. That's right. That's <laughs> right, G. All right. I'm going to see if I can get – I need to get a job with Jalen. That's who I need to That's get right. a job with. Gee, I'll see you in aisle three. I'm going to have to complain about the Super Bowl to you, man. I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Hey, G. you guys have a good one, man. All right. You too, man. All right. It's, it's Gary Cobb, uh, gcobb.com. You can check out all his uh, – all the great stuff that G does on there. It's it's uh it's excellent. Excellent. There's good stuff on Fox 29 as well. All right. So we mentioned guys some of the uh some of the price tags here what this may look like. So and just just from sort of like dipping into different stories and whatnot. We come back, we'll look at what Hargrave might get, what CJ GJ, some of the other you know bigger name free agents that the Eagles have out there. And, and we'll also look at some of the free agents available at some of the positions that the Eagles may have, have of need. So we'll dip into that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's D Gun. That's B Brooks. I am R Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this beautiful Friday. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. 
Flint Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flint Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we'll be kind of fortunate with the good weather. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated before the bad stuff really hits before the end of this winter. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one. And we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at Drytech. At Drytech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give Drytech a call or check us out online.
My name is uh, Fran Soleno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. We are Sports Take. Let's smash that like button, friends. We do appreciate that. Gunner, uh, Barrett, and Rob hanging out with you. All right, so if you look ahead here, guys, to um, what some of these Eagles free agent players may end up getting in the open market. Um, And I know it sounds crazy because Hargrave is is right around that 30-year age. Um, He plays defensive tackle. That's not always a position that gets the massive bucks as opposed to the edge guys. However, things have changed. And especially when you have somebody who went, you know, for double digit sacks this year, the, the, the asking price in, in a lot of people's opinions for him is in the 17 to 20 million per year range. And, and like I told you guys, my two priorities are Hargrave and, and CJ Gardner Johnson, but then we'll get to CJ in a second. I don't know if the Eagles have enough money to pay Hargrave, if somebody else, I heard the Falcons are looking to pounce on him. If somebody else is going to offer him 18, 19, 20 million, he very well could be gone. Uh, where do you guys fall on this? It's not very well. He is out. I'm yeah. planning on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, just, it's just not enough. We don't have enough coinage right now with us needing to sign Jalen and really understanding that, you know, we have to fill eight, eight places in that defense. There's eight guys that are leaving that were starters. So it's just not enough money. Not enough money. Nah. Yeah, I'm I'm more interested in seeing how much Howie can stop the bleeding when it comes to who's leaving. I think this is going to be one of his most critiqued off-seasons in the history of his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and not in a negative way. Um, because I think the, the knowledgeable football fan understands the magnitude of the situation. It starts with that quarterback. And we've seen how when you pay a quarterback top dollar, how it has unraveled the rest of a roster or your ability to build a decent roster. And we haven't had that before here in Philadelphia. You know, even when you get when you paid Donovan McNabb, when you paid Michael Vick, when you paid Carson Wentz. We haven't had this before, this 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 possibility before. Mm-hmm. The good thing is you still have an offense that can overcome defensive deficiencies. You can have you have an offense that can still put up by accident 28 points a game mm-hmm. and win more games than you lose. Mm-hmm. But can you put together a defense that can get you that necessary stop in a shootout? You know, we saw a dominant defense couldn't do it in the biggest game of all. So what are you going to do when you have to supplant that dominant defensive personnel with backups, low-tier free agents, whoever, whatever the case may be? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be close to what we saw in 2022. Not to say it can't be good, but is it good enough? 
because that defense is as potent as that offense was. That defense won a number of games last year for this team. I don't yeah, think they can do it this year. Derek, you're right. And, and you wonder if, considering the other personnel you may lose, like, and I know the style, it, it will be likely different, whoever they bring in as a defense coordinator, but do you have the personnel to win if you're not getting 70 sacks? Exactly. You know, and I don't exactly. know. I mean, it, let's it, let's say he goes. Let's say Hargrave goes. Let's say, uh, well, look, I think Brandon's probably going to be back. So Sweat comes back. BG comes back. Derek uh, Barnett. Yeah, Barnett. <laughs> that wasn't too confident, bro. That doesn't help me, really. Uh, but okay. but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Though. I'm, bank- I'm banking on Barnett finally maturing. Yeah. Finally. Okay. Uh, I mean, he missed an entire season. He's coming back fresh. He has the ability to be disruptive. Absolutely. But he was just coupled with some of the dumb mistakes he would make. He has the ability to be an effective DN. Brandon Graham, even if he comes back, let's 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 come to the realization. He's not an every down DN anymore. No. He's still a DN playing 35, 40% of the snaps. But who are you who are you coupling him with? You know, okay, right. Reddick. You still have Reddick. Yeah. yeah. You're still gonna have sweat. So you have four, you have four you have four guys on the edge that can still get some pressure. Yeah, no question. It's the middle of the field that's the big concern. The D tackles, the linebackers. And the secondary. So here's what you're potentially losing just from sacks. 11 from Hargrave. Fletcher did have seven, as much as people want to just say he's, you know, cooked and all that. So there's seven there. You know, right, just right there, there's 18 that might walk out the door. And if for some reason Brandon Graham leaves, you're at 28. Yeah. It's a lot. Let's gave, let's gave you six and a 29. half. 29. Sorry. He had 11. Hey, look, Sorry. 29. I used to say this, but if you think about it seriously, Several of those sacks Fletcher had is because of somebody else rerouting a player Hold back up, towards the guy up and then he's holding him up. Yes, yeah, so I, I hate to say that, but in fairness, let's, that's, let's call it what it is. Yeah, but that's a lot of but I you're right. You're, you're it right. is a lot for a D tackle. I agree. Yeah, but it's not like see Hargrave earned his sacks. He's blowing up plays over there. Yep. He's pushing he's pushing guards and centers back in the face of quarterbacks. He's splitting gaps consistently. Yeah. We didn't get that from that other guy that was making fourteen million. <laughs> That's where. Am I you telling know, the truth? Absolutely telling the truth, man. I just I don't know. I don't know what Jordan Davis is going to give you. You know, I'm not expecting double digit sacks. I don't mean it like that, but I I don't know what kind of impact he 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 makes, or how much that allows others around him to go wreak havoc on a quarterback or make plays in the backfield on a running back. I don't know. I, I, you know, do you, I mean, do you have a real feel for him? I don't No, Nope. I don't. For who? I know, what is it? You're a I little more. In, of yeah. I think Barrett's a little more encouraged. I, I, I'm not, am I, I'm not discouraged. I just don't know. Is what I guess is what I'm saying. Um, you, you're talking about Fletch, right? Um, no, no, I'm yeah, saying, no, uh, no. uh, Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. Oh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. We're, <laughs> We we we're not going to get sack production. He's not a sack production guy. Jordan Davis is a run stopper who can get pressure up the middle, but not necessarily sacks up the middle. He'll knock balls down. He'll be very consistent, very very consistent. And you want his consistency. Now, if you want him to go out there and get sacks, that's that's a different, that's a whole new different animal. You know, what I'm saying you got to temper your expectations on double this sack you know that that we just made that that we just corned that and made that just too popular in our in our you know 
everyday vocab- vocabulary going into this season. I mean, uh, during this season, because we had some horses up there that can run the race. He's not a horse. He's a quarter horse. He's not a he's not a sprinter. He's a quarter horse. He's gonna push up the middle and carry people up the middle. He's not gonna be that guy. So you don't don't you shouldn't have those expectations of him. Milton Williams can be that guy. He can mix it up in the middle of that defense. He could be that type of player. Um to uh, uh Marlon Tui Tui, 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 yep. is also a guy that's gonna not give you a lot of sack production, but he's gonna he'll be consistent up the middle also. Wilson, the same thing. We're not going to get that Hargrave type of guy out of anybody there. The closest guy we have to that guy is Milton Williams. Well, see, Barrett, if if, if Jordan Davis got down to, the let's say, the 320 range, shouldn't we expect more of him in terms of explosion, the ability to get to the quarterback minus 20 pounds? Should, should we not expect that of him, even though – that's not what his claim to fame has been in college and briefly of what we saw as a young NFL player. But I would think making him lighter would make him faster, quicker. If, if that's the big thing, if, he down the street, you know, and if, yeah. you know, if, if we had a spliff, we'd all be high, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so you some know. of us, some of us high anyway, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I like, but you know, you're right. You're right. D gun. I mean, in all actuality, He's shown he's shown the capacity to be a monster in the middle, very athletic. I mean, the man ran a four six forty yes. at three hundred and forty pounds. Yes. Put that into perspective. That's three hundred and forty pounds worth of man, and he ran a four six. Yeah. That's if I'm not wild. mistaken, I think Miles Sanders ran a four six. No, that it's insane. It, it, it's, <laughs> yes. it's insane. Yeah, I agree with you. I um all right, let, let's jump over to CJGJ. So we're looking at in the range of 15 to 18 there. We're safe. <laughs> I said that two days ago, that he's going to be upwards of 75 to $80 million for a five-year deal. Everybody was all, we got to sign CJGJ. And I'm like, nah, nah. We're not going to be able to sign CJGJ. He's not going to give us that family discount. That's why, why he left. That's why he, that's why he, uh, they traded. That's why uh, New Orleans traded him because they weren't going to give him that money, mm-hmm. and he knew what he deserved. Man, that kid is special, man. He yes, is special. He is. He's special. he's not a big dude. And he can hit. No, he he's a special type of play. He's a special guy that could play anything and everything. And him showing that he could play safety just just brought his 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 worth up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you the truth. It's gonna be somebody like the Cardinals or the Colts that's gonna sign him. Mm. So his former his former coaches who know yeah. what he can do, mm. yeah. who watched him up close and personal. Right, they know what he they know what he is. They know the type of player he is. See, a lot of people go, a lot of people are gonna be screaming about these players. You know, they're traitors. They're disloyal. Why wouldn't they want to come back? You have to understand. This is their, this is a business. You gotta be like D Gun. D Gun's a hired assassin. That's what. I'm, thank you. Thank. You. I'm a mercenary. Yes. How much, you know, for, you want, wait, when I get a phone call, seriously, you want to talk? All right. <laughs> what, what, what are you paying? Okay, I understand. This is what you're asking me if I'm interested in doing. How much you paying? Uh, hey, look, I appreciate you considering me, but uh, I am not interested at this time. Right. I guess, Unless I guess. them dollars go up. That's got to yeah. It's got to be the way it is. Red does the talking, man. That's yeah, for sure. It's got to be the way it is. All right. So if that if those two walk, 
who's likely to be back? I mean, they're. I, I would say they're uh, the two most critical. We're, we're all in agreement. Sanders is probably gone. Bro, I told you the two safeties right now are Kayvon Wallace and Breeze stop, Blake. Stop, 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 stop. That's stop. not going to cut it, man. Well, you, you, you could, you know, because that you could sign back Marcus Epps. In fact, he'll be player friendly. But is he worth what you're going to pay for him? That's that's what we need to realize. You know. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Let's face no, it. No. If someone goes nuts on Marcus Epps in the, Epps in the open market, you let him go. I mean, yeah. you know. But maybe we bring back um, uh, somebody you know that in, in Jordan Poirier. He's a free agent. How much you think he'll command? I think uh, he'll command less than CJGJ. Yeah, because he's getting up there. Yeah, yeah but but he's he's been he's been a Pro Bowler, Willie. Uh, I think Willie? so. Uh, let me see how old he yeah, is. Because if that's the case, I'd rather. And I love Jordan Poirier's game, but I'd rather keep the guy we already have in house than to go and get another one. Well, we, they're going to have the same price tag. It'll be 32 for what it's worth. Jordan yeah, Porter is already 32. And what's CJ, 28, 27? No, he's younger. He, I think he's 26. 25. 25, 26, yeah. yeah. Man, that's a, that's a lot to give up. Do you put your trust in it? As good as Poirier is, do you want a 32-year-old guy back there? Do you want that 25-year-old guy back there? Uh, yeah. I, listen, I hear you. I think they, that's when you start looking at prices, though. Right, I mean that's yes. yes. That's all we should be looking at, anyways. Yeah, he was a seventh round pick of the Eagles in 2013. Yep, I remember seventh him well. Rounder, I remember him well, and they, he was here, but only a minute. They gave up on him real quick. Yeah, they did. They yeah. uh, they signed him to a 2.2 million dollar deal that had a, a sixty thousand dollar signing bonus. He, you know, he was here in camp, and then he he made his debut uh, against Washington, I think, or whatever. Um. Uh, and then he was gone the next year, right? He was out. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I'm looking at – During that year. They released him yeah. that year. Chip released yeah, they did. him. Yes, they Jeez. did. And, I'm, you know, we, we were continuously talking about who we want the Eagles to bring back, and rightfully so. But here's the thing that has surprised me, because I'm looking at right now as we talk, Tom Pelissaro, Adam Schefter, they're talking about other teams already, who players they've restructured contracts, players yep. they've given extensions to. Howie hasn't done anything. Usually, Howie is he can't. Howie is good about you, you. know what? You know what, Barrett? I'm glad you said that because I think this is the first year that I can remember in Howie's tenure when he hasn't extended anybody beyond why? the season. You know why? Because he got to pay a quarterback. Well, yeah, but number one, they already knew who's not coming back. I think they knew. I think they knew before the season started. Miles Sanders was not in their future. Yes, no matter what he did. I think they knew when they hired the, the one-year assassins like Kazir White and Bradbury that they were not going to be able to afford them. Yep. Um, you know, we can say a lot of things about Howie, but I will go to my grave saying this. The one thing I've always admired about him is looking into the future well before a season starts mm -hmm. and already planning. You know, Howie's told me that a number of times. He starts planning for next year in the spring and the summer of the previous year. Yeah, there's no he surprises knows. here. This is no. he knew exactly no. what this was going to look like, and they, they went all in last year. They knew exactly. it. I bet you behind closed doors, I'm never, I'm never going to tell you like the Eagles are looking at like they're punting on a season, and I'm not saying that at all. Believe me, but they also know the reality is this is going to be a lot harder than it was last year. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. You know, they know that, but I guess they view it as you got to take MVP, a shot. MVP, no, I'm saying this year MVP candidate uh, quarterback coming back, two stud receivers, stud tight end, most of the of the offensive line coming back let's run it back let's run it back and we'll figure out defense it's but we're it's not going to be four guys in double digit sacks it's not going to be 
CJ GJ with six interceptions, it's a it's not it's just not gonna look like that. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, and we can also say, you know, I think I think if we looked at one player out of all these players, outside of say Amala, who could possibly be back, we could say a Boston Scott, you know, oh, the Eagles could get Boston Scott on a cheap. But if the Eagles are offering Boston Scott, let's say a two-year, $5 million contract, and somebody offers him a $2 million, $7 contract, where is he going? Because he knows within himself he's never going to get that big money. But right now, I've got $2 million more sitting in front of me than I may have two years down the road. Where's he going from a business perspective? Right, right, right. But you, you know, got to take it. Yeah, you got to. Uh, I mean, you'd be a fool not to. Yes. You know what I mean? But I mean, I'm looking at like I'm looking at the stream, and I'm, I'm looking at Bird. Bird says Poirier is a better player than CJGJ. At this point, uh, absolutely right. No, Poirier, Poirier is a better player than CJGJ right now. But he won't be better than him probably till the end of the year. Like towards you know right, mid to late, right. he learns the safety position even more. Right, right. CJ's gonna be one hell of a player, a hell of a player, and he will be worth his weight in gold. Um, at, especially, you know, midway to after this year, I can see CJ GJ be one of the most efficient players in the league. He's but right now, Poirier is better. Yes. Poirier's, Poirier's in his prime right now. CJ GJ is about to enter into his prime. Yeah. He, he uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I he guess. was hurt all year this year. Yeah. He had the bad neck, which worries me a little yeah. bit. Right? Well, you know, kudos, thing, yeah. kudos to Sean McDermott for seeing something in Poirier that other people missed and bringing it out in him. Yep. And it also helped him when you coupled him with Micah Hyde back there. Because I said in 2021 and again in 2022 going into the season, I thought they were the best safety tandem in all the pro football. And I would have thought that with Micah Hyde because when he was with Green yep. Bay, yes. he was okay. He, he was, was okay. He, he was That's okay. Right. He, he went to Buffalo. Yeah, he became a player. Man, it's one of the bad, one of the worst moves Green Bay ever did. Let that dude get away. But yeah. you know, that's every team does that. You let a player get away, go somewhere else and shine. Look, look at the players that you know Chip Kelly let go. Yeah, Poirier, Shady. Moster, yeah, uh, Shady, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun. for nothing. Just cut. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, oh, let me. I'll get into some free agent running backs in a second. Let me just throw this daddy. I meant to hit you guys with this yesterday. So Lane Johnson did not allow a quarterback hit this entire year. Six hundred and fourteen pass blocking attempts. Zero times his man touched the quarterback. You know, like that's unbelievable, man. Well, that's Even for a guy who was totally healthy. Exactly. That's why I made yeah. the switch from saying I was. I started off the season saying. Um, he's one, well, he's one A, and that Williams was Trent Williams was one. But halfway through the season, I said, you know what? Lane Johnson is the best tackle in the league, period. I went so far as to say he's the best offensive lineman in the league, period. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not arguing he, that. He is the best offensive lineman. He was playing with one nut and still, <laughs> and still balling out of control. Still balling, balling. Crazy how good he is, man! Oh it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not a cuss word, guys. It's no, not a cuss. It word. wasn't a curse. No, it's not. But <sighs> I thought you might have said, "Yo, he was playing with one testicle, or he's playing with one ball." <laughs> oh my god, dude! All I right. mean, that's, I, I played the position before, and 
I had you, two. You had, you had both. I had two. Look, I had yeah. two. to carry two more in my back pocket and still not be that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how good this. Clay oh, Johnson man. is a freak of nature. Oh, my bro. God. Oh, A freak of nature. Oh. John Dixon, just think how good he'd be if he had two nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, Barry, you almost uh, can of worms up, man, bro. Oh, did you see my, Did you see this thing with, with Jalen Hurts? He trademarked the uh, I had a purpose before opinions. Oh, yeah. Did he before go people had opinions. I had a purpose where people had opinions. He trademarked. Good, good for Why him. Why wouldn't he? That's, a, that's a great, that's a great marketing move right there. All right, Miguel uh, Barrett, what do you think of this idea? Trade, trade back to nineteen from ten. Draft a wide receiver. Nah. Okay, wide receiver, corner, D lineman. Yep. Any of the three. Trade up thirty to twenty six and get Bijan. Go ahead, Barrett. I'll, I'll let you jump. Bro, I, I mean, uh, I, I I could see us getting a cornerback and, uh-huh. and, and pick. Um, at pick 19, a really good court corner, maybe Gonzalez or somebody at um, at uh, 19. You'll get another pick out of it, probably the second rounder, because we don't have enough. After I think it was after the third round, they don't have anything to the seventh they don't. round, right? To the seventh no, round. You're right, they don't. Yeah. So we need something, you know, more than what we got. So we need at least one more pick. I can see how we're doing that. I mean, and that's what we really talking about. And what I and what I um what I trade for Bijan um Go trade trade to twenty six. Would I trade for it? I don't necessarily think I would trade for it. But if he was sitting at thirty, there's no way you could just let him stay there. You can't let him stay there. At number thirty, you'd have to pick him up. And there's a possibility that he might be there. He just might be there, just from first round backs and what people have been talking about. He could be there. Now, another back that we haven't. Um, nobody's really talking about is the back that's in Alabama right now. Yeah. He's a trooper, man. Uh, I forget his name. What is that back's name? Guys, Gibbs. Uh... Gibbs. Yeah, I think it is Gibbs. Yeah, it's Gibbs. He, he can pe- catch the ball too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he can get him in a third. Yeah. Maybe there's late a lot. second, early third. There's a lot you can do with that guy, man. Right. Right. But, you know, look at free agency. There's a lot of backs of free. This, this, free agency list even though we don't I have any it. money yeah i'll throw some that's some pretty want. good free agents that we could pick up and running I'm back telling you, i'm telling you you're gonna pick off a low tier of a, a free agent i'm telling okay. you they're gonna draft one but they're gonna they're gonna pick up a low tier free agent somewhere mm. that'd be yeah. smart that would uh, be I'm, smart I, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me man if that's because they've been pretty good at that um you know in the past so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that's the the uh the direction that they they end up going. All right, let me give you some of the uh, the free agent names here um, for some of the running backs that could be available. Now, keep in mind there. Oh, it's Jameer Gibbs. That Jameer, I was blanking on his first name. The, the Alabama kid, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Yep. Um, the, the so the name here's some names, and again, these guys will be a little bit cheaper than what Miles would be. Okay, they're projecting Miles by the way at seven point two. Okay, so that's what they think he's going to make on the AAV as they call it, average annual. You know. Salary, whatever. All right, so the the running backs, Tony Pollard. I I don't know. That's a weird one because he is going to get a, a good amount of money. He got hurt in the playoff game, and I can Dallas really afford to let that guy walk? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Especially if they're going to let Zeke walk. I don't think so. Okay, to be honest. All right, uh, David Montgomery. I, I like David Montgomery. Chicago. Hard runner, quick burst, yep. tough between the tackles. Yep. 
He's going to be cheaper game. than Miles. Just a thought. Yes. Um, uh, Kareem Hutt. Might push the envelope in terms of what can you afford him or not. Yeah. Because he's I still mean, got all the juice left in the tank. His numbers weren't great. He wanted to be traded. They didn't trade him. He was behind uh, Chubb. Chubb. We know yeah. that. Who's a monster. He, he, he's, you know, there's a baggage there. We know. But, but anyway, just that. there's a name. Uh, Devin Singletary, Buffalo. I love that kid. Pretty good player. Explosive, crafty, um, tough to bring down, can catch the ball. I love everything about his game, but there, there's another guy. He's still relatively young. If he is the open market, somebody's going to pay him. Can yeah. the Eagles match it? Yeah. You know? All right, let me throw this one. I, I, I don't really love this guy, but he's okay. Solid. Damian Harris from the Patriots. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's not moving the needle much for me. He's okay. No, you already have a back like that in Kenneth Gainwell, a younger yeah, version you, of that. Yeah, yeah. You you, you don't you, you younger don't and cheaper. Right. Yeah. You need a change of pace. Yeah. All right. This yeah. one's interesting. He's getting up there a little bit in terms of like running back age, but Jamal Williams from Detroit. So he went over a thousand mm. yards last year. He had seventeen touchdowns. Yep. He had over a thousand yards. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And last, he he got a thousand yards the last game of the season. Seventeen, 17 touchdowns is crazy. Good. Seventeen wow. rush, rushing touchdowns. He scored. Yeah, he's basically scoring every game. And he started out the year just a just a guy that came in yep. when they got in the red zone. Yeah, like he's yep. he was. I love DeAndre Swift, but DeAndre Swift has a hard time staying healthy. So he got a good amount of reps that did uh, Jamal Williams, and they're projecting him at four point one million. That's that's cap that's friendly. Not bad. That's Definitely. I mean, he went from an afterthought to a frontline player. I mean, that's why Green Bay gave up on him. They didn't like his style of running. They went out and got AJ Dillon to compliment Aaron Jones. They let him walk. His first year in Detroit, he was just okay. Yeah. But this past year, phew, it's amazing how players explode when money's on the line. You see this all the time, man. When players in their contract year, all of a sudden they put up these phenomenal numbers. And then y'all go back to being me and mediocre. Y'all remember Fletcher and in his contract year? Ooh. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he was everywhere, man. You couldn't stop him. Couldn't yeah. stop that dude, man. Yeah. Wow. I, I wonder what Fletcher's going to command on the open market. That's one I want. I, you know, I wonder. What is he age-wise? Right man? around. He's 33, 32. Two or three. And he got 14 last year. You see how old he is. I see him right around about. He's going to get at least. going to at least 10. He, Oh, I would say eight, eight to ten. Yeah, about eight. Yeah, about eight. You think? Yeah, that's still pretty good, man. Three-year contract. I think you're gonna get right around a three-year oh. contract worth about probably thirty mil. Man, he's gone. Yep, <laughs> I say I say thirty mil with incentives. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be thirty-three yeah. in December, so he'll play this okay. year. Most okay. of the year at thirty-two, and not you know crazy mm. old, but um. You know, he's been around since 2012, so there's mileage, you know, on the tire, uh, for sure. Yep. Um, but mm. he's probably going to – man, this – I'm telling you, this offseason is going to hurt Eagles fans. I, I know people are kind of – have Fletcher, Fletcher Cox fatigue a little bit. I'm just saying there's some good players leaving. And yeah. It's, yeah. I think we all are sort of saying it now, but when it real – the reality hits, it's going to kind of be like, whoa. You know, it was tough. It was mm. tough. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's step aside, come back. And we'll do our NFL segment. We'll dip. We'll go around the league with different things. Jeff Bezos, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, 
the honey badger. They're all included in some of the stuff that we're going to discuss. Well, how do you add Bezos in with those players? <laughs> <laughs> we will find out. <laughs> uh, but we'll do all that when we come back. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Tell a friend. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. So let's talk about Razor Technology and disaster recovery. The middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who was in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, reconfiguring applications, bringing backups online, and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business is exposed to. Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures that all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. 
the best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis and Batted Brooks. We are waiting on the Gunner to get back. He, I guess, the dogs were were out of control again. Barrett for uh, for Gunner. He's tracking them down right now as we speak, trying to bribe them with treats. <laughs> they, here, they run away. He run around. Puppy, here, want a treat? Want a treat, puppy? They run around the block right now. What's the problem now? <laughs> what happened now? Besides the fact that you're muted, besides that, what, what's the uh, what's the issue? I had to run downstairs and grab me a couple of nutter butters. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't well, even try to make an excuse this time. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna like it. That last I, segment, I'm I respect the honesty. Yeah. Hey, look, that last segment, I'm listening to you guys talk, but I, I couldn't hear because all I could hear my stomach going. Well, look, look, you put in the effort. See, I was just about. You know what? And I heard that commercial spot again, right? And I'm thinking, has to change that every, up, by the way. Every time I hear that spot, <coughs> Barrett makes me feel embarrassed to be a part of that moment. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, geez, we gotta get rid of that spot. <laughs> you know what, Barrett? When I see you on the boat, I'm gonna smack you dead square in the back of your head for put that I in the new game. Running game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Poor Derek. Poor no, you know, no, you know what? Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 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 Oh my god. All Look, right. It does, Rob, it doesn't bother me because I did not assemble the promo. I, I got you. You know, I know what I'm saying? I know. But because he keeps mentioning it every week for the past month, number one, it tells me there's a bit of petty jealousy involved. <laughs> Number two, every time he mentions it, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to see this again. Please, <laughs> please, can we get past this, please? <laughs> oh, that's, 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 oh, man. It's just funny, man. You know, I mean, it, it, when, when, it, it really sticks at me when I think, oh, well, what if we hadn't won the Super Bowl? When we get to that point, then it's over because then I got to say something. Hey, hey, Tone, did you assemble that spot, by the way? You know, Tone, the Shields is a producing for us today. I don't think that one was Tone, but Tone, you tell us. I don't know. I know Tone did the one on the Black History Month, which was really short. I love the, I love the background. Yeah. That one was yeah. strong. That yeah, one was he strong. did a great job with that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
He said, he said, Tony, I got to talk to Xander about that promo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. It's not really an answer to the question. I don't hey, know. Hey, Tone, if you have any pull with the Krause family, demand that they take that spot off the air now. Harry, I got, wait, hold up. Did we lose? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? My fault. My fault. What you no. do, man? Well, you stop playing, just, bro. We got out. lost you for a second there, man. Uh, we, got, right. we still have like what 52 minutes. Quit playing. Okay, man. so that one, I'm, I'm my sources tell me, uh, Tone was okay. not involved. In that. That's what my sources are. T- I don't, you know, yeah. okay, like, Tone was not involved in that. One. That is just so funny to me. I, I, I just get it because once I get I'm cool with what you two are saying. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I am. I am. Who's, wait, man. who's you two? Who we you, you and Seth. Okay. No, no, you're not because you keep repeating it. No, you're not. No, you. Why are you sitting here lying like that, man? I am good, certainly. Okay, but okay. keep going. But let's keep, look let's at go. Rob. <laughs> so no, no, get no, to, no. It's open season now. Oh no! When, it's you, when you get when you get to the um, what if we hadn't won the Super Bowl? I, <laughs> I mean, you can't think like that. What the hell are we thinking? We won the Super Bowl. You're not thinking of it. We didn't. What? What's the cover of that? Uh, all right. Hey, maybe, All right. Hey, maybe that was the most profound thing said at that moment. There you go. All you right, know NFL how we are. Dude, look at Rob's face. It's you know how face. we are. <laughs> you know how we are. You know how we are. You know how we are. Oh, my goodness. I can't do it, man. That just makes and, – and, yes, it is. A, it has a lot to do with jealousy because I know the spread you guys ate was ridiculous. Uh, the word ridiculous is an understatement. While yes. me and Rob sit back and starving crumbs, right? <laughs> oh, look, crumbs. I, I remember them taking care of you guys when we had to do uh, the show in July there when they opened up the Galleria. That's true. We ate we ate well then. We did. It wasn't of that stature, but we ate well. I will yeah. say this: the the folks at Ocean Casino Resort hook it always, up, Second always to none. Take it to the next level, man. I'm serious; they really do, dude. If you could see the food they had for us throughout the season, the sandwiches. Um, the the fruit bowls, the beverages, you know, coffee, sodas, waters, uh, and then they stepped up their game for the Super Bowl for us. Plus, giving us free suite, not 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 just discounted suite. Now, they could have just given us a room. They give each one of us access to a suite. That's week. awesome. And I heard the suites go for well over three four hundred dollars a night. It is an incredible. You see the whole island, man. You see you I'm see the. Like, you see all the way to like Sea Isle, man. I'm telling you, Dude, it is. You're right. You're right. You're right. Every room we had, it was L-shaped windows like this. You walk in your room, L-shaped windows. You see everything, dude. Yep. And I always had a view of that big Ferris wheel that sits there. Yep. And, and you walk out the back door, you're right there on the beach. Spectacular, right dude. I'm telling you, Ocean, Ocean. Whoever the contingent of people are who bought that place out when it was Rebel and what they've done to Ocean to upgrade it over the past few years has done an incredible job with that place, man. And the restaurants in that joint, they got a steakhouse yep. called American Steakhouse. Uh, my wife and I eat there. Oh, mm-hmm. man, the food. I, I got to try the seafood. They got one right across right across the hall is a seafood place. I got to try that one next because I love seafood. Yeah. I love all, I love Mexican food, steaks. I yeah, love and it's great. There's like food courts if you need to just yes. get it out. Like it's yes. whatever you want. And any anything. Go, go play top golf. Oh, yes. they got Top Golf right in. Yes. Yep. You know, and they always tell me, D Gun, whenever you and your family want to come, just let us know. I like, did. I what? did. We. I went down. My wife. Did you right? Oh yeah, we played Top Golf. We get. We went out to eat. We had a, a sick room. I mean, just incredible room. It was great. Rob, that's the only See? time you've ever taken off one day, the, man. In in, yeah. in the eight years I've known you personally, <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell that line. Now, he, he don't take off many, but 
Not the I missed bro. one we show. Have, we've we've done, done 217. I missed one. Wait a minute. Have we really done 217 shows? We're on our 217th show today. How would you know this? Because I'm out of my mind, you know, because I'm sick. Well, all I'm going to say is this. Yeah. You need to get out more. I thought I, I agree was the same you. thing. I don't, I don't want to get Wally Pip, but, hey, I got to take some days. I'm with you, man. I'm with For you. what? Your wife don't want to be with you? She won't she go on separate vacation. <laughs> I'm not going to be with Moy. I'm going fishing. What? Where are you yes. going? To the Keys. Nice. Dang. Me That's and right. Captain Tony. Not, oh, you guys are you guys gonna drive your boat down from uh Jersey? No, no, no. We, he has he has a um oh that's awesome. He has a friend that's a, uh down there, so that's why I say Ooh. I'll be off on the ninth okay. and tenth. Do you think eighth, ninth, and tenth? That's all right. Me. You always you always leaving us anyway. I don't care. I I, I want you guys to come. I Would you guys could, come to seriously? I can, uh, you you can if you want to. I, no, I, no. I'm literally double dipping both days, both of those Dude, days. My my wedding you anniversary. My wedding anniversary is March sixth. And I don't even know what we're gonna do because my wife has all these conferences she has to go to that week. I'm not even, we're not even gonna celebrate our anniversary till later. I mean, wow. I, I'm backed up, dude. I, you know, between babysitting grandkids, this show. I mean, I just I don't have time to be honest. Barry, you've been to the Keys before, right? I went, but I didn't go on a fishing trip. I had came back from a um, from off a cruise. Okay, because there's and a lot of good spots. A lot of good spots. Well, that this will be my first time really digging okay. in and being good restaurants and good bar scene, man. Well, yeah. Cab Tony, he used to um he, you know, he has a house down there. Okay. Not in the keys, but just before you get to the keys. He yeah, has oh, a, uh, Tony got money like that? What? Bro, Tony what? Tony used to have a he used to be a like a big, big, like big wig in the insurance game, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Tony and, and he's a miser. If, if he's not spending on the boat, he doesn't spend money. If it's he not on spending. his boat, he's not spending. There's if only one fishing, bo- yeah. There's only spending. one body of water I want to fish in Florida, first and foremost. Well, there's two. Number one is o- Lake Okeechobee, Premier Bass Lake, and number two bass is uh, oh, ten pound is small, you know, in that lake, Lake Okeechobee, and then in K- Kissimmee, uh, the K- Lake in Kissimmee. You uh, want freshwater all the right. time, man. I want, land, though, I want to right? go bass fishing, man. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Now I'll go ocean fishing. I don't trust you getting me out twenty something miles from shore. Bro, Ain't you will be to. fine. You will be fine. But look, the first day you. we, the first day we go out, we're going out and try to catch some swordfish. Mm. Then the next day we're going to get us some. Um, you know, we're going to do some some deep deep fishing. Try to get some. Um, I don't know. I mean, some some. Whatever's got a grouper. Yeah, you gotta go yeah, tarpon. Yeah. You gotta you know, go tarpon like fishing. I don't want to go tarpon fishing. You don't? No, I don't want to. I want, I want, Man, uh, they said it's a best. That fish is a, the one of the best fighting fish ever. Yeah, but you can't eat it. That's all right. Let them go. Replenish the population. Fish. Right, but I want to get some like mutton snapper. Well, about you mahi snapper and all that. Mahi, 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 mahi. Yep, get mahi, that out, out there. Yeah. Does he play for the? <laughs> I think he does. Remember, he had the. Uh, no, that, that was game? Reno Mahi. No, no, there's a the, Mahi Mahi. He's a linebacker. I never heard. Yeah, of it was him. Mahi Mahi. Remember I in 2021, he had he had a, like an interception or fumble recovered. Yeah, I'm telling wait, you. F- wait, did he play? For, wait, or no? Was it was 20, 2020. Wait, I think it was like Seattle or 49ers or something. Uh, like that. You know what? You're right. We had an interception against the Eagles. Yeah, it was what? Yeah, you're right. It was was it like sloppy Mahi, conditions? Mahi. Yeah. Come oh, Taki Taki. Taki Taki, that's it. Taki Taki. That's yeah. it. C-O-N-A Taki Taki. Yes. Hey, I, see, look, look. 
He had 71 tackles this past JB. JB. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. He, yes. he, he, he lives in Miami. He'll drive down and go fishing with us. Let's rock. See, there you Let's go. Rock. You have some of the folks with you. Good job, Griffin, with the talkie talkie. Thank you. Um, yeah, but that's that's what you could have. You could have some of the crew go down there. Barrett, we, we, I'm sure we got folks down there. Yeah, we got them, man. So cool. hey, let's go. Let's go. Go to Hemingway, go. Sloppy Joe's. There's a bunch of places you want to go to too. I'll, I'll, I'll hey, down in Mar- down in Miami, Jones uh, Stone Crab Place. Oh, oh my goodness, Ooh. dude! You have to make you have to wait hours upon hours to get in unless you know somebody. Yes, you have to wait out. That place is off the chain, man. I love that place. And right across the walker, it's like a little court there. It's an Italian place, little hole in the wall Italian place. Food was excellent. I can't think of the name of the place, but I'll Joe's give you Stone good Crab. sports bars in in, uh, in in Lauderdale or Pompano. Uh, Kim Bo Camper, he played for the Dolphins years ago. He's got a oh, good yeah. little place called Bo Campers. So mm. there you go. All right, here's our Florida breakdown for you. Yeah. Um, oh man! All right, well I know who could afford a reservation at, at, at Joe Stone Crabs. You know who? Jeff Bezos. He is worth. 119 billion guys 119 billion God. okay oh, probably made third. 100 yeah. of that during during covid right with amazon correct it probably made about 100 of it at my house with the amount of packages that are right <laughs> so he's the third richest person in the world he is now exploring a bid for the commanders so Ooh. yeah he hired the same firm they conducted the sale when when the uh, the Walmart people landed the Broncos and when the current owner of the pa- uh, Panthers took over the, the Carolina Panthers. So y- you hire this firm when you mean business. So there have been two that we know of, at least two people that have at least gone through the process and, and, and walked through the facilities and all that. It's Bezos and it's Josh Harris, who owns the Sixers and owns the Devils, owns a piece of the Steelers. I didn't know that till today. You know, Josh Harris owns a piece of the Steelers. I didn't know that. He does. He owns a piece of the Steelers, too. Wait a minute. He owns a piece of the the Rangers, the Steelers. Are you allowed to own? Oh, wait. Sixers, Devils, and a piece of the Steelers. Then then he would have to give up a piece of ownership of the Steelers if he bought into Washington. Yeah. Yeah, we guess he would liquidate that and then go go all in. Yeah, but he also owns a uh, soccer club in Europe and whatever. But, um, yeah, so Bezos may be taking this thing over. We know – it's felt like uh, Dan Snyder and his wife have been on the way out for a while here, but you know maybe this has sped this thing up. Maybe if Bezos is serious, he's got the bread to do it. You know that's for sure, and we'll see. Bezos also owns the Washington Post. Did you guys know that? Hey, a lot, of, a lot of little fun facts today. You're welcome. Yes, um, wow. I didn't know that either. Uh, but so we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, Bobby Wagner and the Rams have parted ways. You know, I, I got to be honest, I didn't realize he had this good a season. Uh, 32 years old, he had 140 tackles, six sacks, two interceptions, five passes defense, and played all 17 games. It's going to save them five million on the cap. They're a mess, the Rams. I'm telling I you, he had a season like Ooh. that, but he just didn't have everybody trying to play like he played. Like, even I kind of questioned Jalen a little bit how he played, man. Um, and and you know, they didn't have they didn't have what's his name in the middle balling the way he balled. In fact, yeah, yeah, Aaron Donaldson. Yeah, he didn't play up to what we used to have playing. So that's tough. The the Washington situation, all they need is an infusion of of new money, new direction. That's all they need to breathe a sigh of relief. It would be like when the Eagles got rid of uh, Chip Kelly. That place breathed a whole lot easier once he was um, 
removed from the situation there. That's what Washington needs. Washington would be, especially with the talent they have right now, and Eric Bieniemy calling the offense in particular, Washington would be a destination a lot of players would want to go to if they had a new ownership um, and they're talking about a new practice facility, new. Now, obviously, any player signs today may not be there to see that new stadium, but there's a lot of players that would want to play for Eric Bieniemy. Oh, yeah. You know, because he's been on such a national stage for the last five years, everybody everybody knows who Eric Bieniemy is now. And now that he's he's able to spread his wings and do his thing, but I don't know if they would go there under Daniel Snyder's dark cloud, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. It's always had I mean it's a storied franchise, you know, and, and everybody yes. loved them. Everybody loved the uh, you know the hogs and all those guys. So all right, let me give you this. So we talked about Lamar Jackson's there's some of the stuff that's been leaked about his contract wow. yesterday, right? So um Stephen A. Smith was uh, on uh ESPN's first take. And he said the Jackson's camp claims that Jackson never demanded a fully guaranteed contract with the Ravens. Remember we said that he was looking for that with, with Deshaun Watson. Guy. Right. So that's interesting. Um, again, why not? Well, I don't, that's what I'm trying to figure out. You know what I mean? What, like what, what's the point? Uh, right. Of the, Somebody lying somewhere. Somebody is lying. Somebody's Somebody leaking lying. certain stuff to certain people, you know, again, who knows? Um, but the Ravens' best offer in 2022 included 133 million guaranteed, according to reports. Believe whatever you want. I, I don't know, you know, what's what at this point. It just feels like these guys can't get on the same page, and they've been trying to do it for a really long time. You know, so I, I like I, look. I frankly, I, I worry that the guy doesn't have a real agent, and, and how it, yes, you yes. Know, how this affects things. But it's his money and it's his future, so it's it, he has every right to do it the way he wants to do it. But. Well, well good luck to him. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. All right, so th- this is this is fascinating too. The athletic reporting that Russell Wilson demanded before he was traded to the Broncos when he was still a Seahawk that the only way for him, it was basically a them or me, and he said, "Fire hmm. Pete Carroll, fire John Schneider, the GM, or I want out." Oh, okay. see, I thought I thought him and, and Pete Carroll were like, you know, Green Hornet and Cato, Captain and Tennille, you know. Ike and Tina. Well, before Ike and Tina went off the rails, deep, deep in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be careful with Ike and Tina. That one, uh, yeah, let me let me take that one back. Let me, yeah. let me take that back. Yeah. yeah. So I thought they were like Batman, Batman and Robin, man. And take this for what it's worth. That that's the athletic report. They're standing behind it. However, Russell Wilson tweeted out, uh, you know, around like ten o'clock this morning. I love Pete. And he was a father figure to me. And John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. Uh, I'll always have respect and uh, for them and love Seattle. Just just putting it mm. out there. I, here's what I know. Mm. A lot of his team, there were very few bouquets thrown his way when he left there from teammates. Right. Um, I think it had run its course. Whatever it was there wow. with Russell, it ran its course. Now, the problem, too, is you saw some of that stuff leak over into Denver where he had his own quarterback coach. He had a he had his own office, by the way, not just a locker room. Had his own office, and basically, Sean Payton's having none of it. Like that's all gone now. So Nathaniel Hackett kind of bent over backwards, yeah, bent over backwards for him, and it's it didn't obviously it didn't work out real well that way. Wow. Well, you know what? Um, I think I think Russell's pride took a big hit in 2022, and. 
I think he knows as well as anybody who knows Sean Payton. I mean, you know, anytime a new coach comes in, players start asking around, hey, man, what's he like to play for? What's, what's, what's this dude like? And I think Russell had to come with to grips with, number one, his offense was successful in, in New Orleans. And number two, he's a no-nonsense guy. And because I had the kind of season I had, because of the money they paid me and the volume of picks they gave up, I can't buck the system. So, it's, right. it's you know, I got battles I'm going to fight. This is not one of them. I got to let this go, you know. Yeah. Because we got to turn this thing around while we have this talent in house now, you know. So probably probably Russell's making a smart move, just saying, you know what, uh, whatever you want, coach, whatever you need, coach. I got. Yeah, I got because you. I mean, look, I think he realizes he has to have that self awareness that, you know, you can't try that again this past year. You just, you can, and and it didn't work. Um, and Peyton's got the gravitas, unlike a rookie coach, to say it ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah. You See, know, those so. players will walk all over a Nathaniel Hackett, man. No doubt. See, no and doubt. that's what happened. I mean, how have you got your own office? Yeah. He had his guy get an office. Come on, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's I crazy. I mean, Barrett, how would that fly with you in a locker room? Like it any of your guys? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah. You know, I mean, even every locker room I went in, I've had some prima donnas. <clears throat> and nobody was like, I heard stuff like, you know, uh, guys having their masseuses flowing with them and stuff like that. And I had, you know, even when I was with the Steelers, I mean, I'm sure the the bus could have had something like that. Only thing that he really did on that team was on Saturdays before we fly out, he let they let his barber come in and cut everybody's hair. He wasn't flying with him or nothing like that. Right. But he, you know, he cut guys' hair before, before yeah. and after practice. Big deal. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. everybody. It's not just just Jack, not just him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the only thing. There was no special privileges. Like I heard TL used to have a um he used to have his masseuse and his, you know, you know, this dude flying with him everywhere he went. Had a room. He got a, 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 a you know, seat on the flight and everything. That stuff ain't happening, bro. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That stuff is not um, happening. The Saints are restructuring the Hunted Badgers deal. Uh, Tyron Matthew, you would figure that's an anticipation. Well, I mean, it could be just general salary cap uh, freedom, but you figure that may be. You know, time to make a move on a quarterback here. You know, you yep. free up any every little bit of coin you could free up. Yep. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, line three, please. <laughs> you think they, you, they go Jimmy G? You think, or do you think it's Carr? Or like, I, if I'm Derek Carr, when I look at every scenario possible, it's hard to pass up what they're doing with the Jets with that young talent right now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying. New Orleans is a poor second, but the only difference for me between New Orleans and, and, and uh, the Meadowlands is the weather come November, December. You know, you're playing in a dome compared to yeah. being playing outside in the cold. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's coming off of playing in Vegas in a dome. Um, but in terms of just the potential to do something quickly, well, you still have Buffalo in your way in the AFC East, whereas the NFC South is wide open. Mm-hmm. Anybody can take that division, and you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's a tough one, and boy, that's a tough one. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. All right, let, let's. Uh, I wanted to hit this with you guys. Speaking of new coaches, all right. So, but we're still, uh, you know, we're at the point now where, uh, tell me if I'm missing anything. Broncos, Cardinals, Colts, Panthers, Texans. Did I miss anything? Broncos, Colts, Panthers, Wait. Texans. Uh, Cardinals, Broncos, Broncos, Cardinals, Colts, Colts, Panthers, Texans, Panthers, 
Texans. Wait, I got four. Who was the fifth one? I'm, I'm, I got I got a brain Broncos, three. Cardinals, Colts, oh, Cardinals, Panthers, yeah. Texans. Okay. I think that's it. Five, yeah, five yep. drops. Yep, okay. that's it. Yep. All right. So if if I throw those five teams at you, what situation intrigues you most? Like it doesn't even. It's not Ooh. necessarily. I think they're going to be the best team. It's just, hey, I, I, I'm really curious how this looks with this guy. For me, it is Denver. Like, it is how Sh- if Sean Payton can resurrect mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. I agree. I agree. I think a From lot a of Eagles fans are, are yeah. going to be looking at Steichen again and what they're right. doing. But, but. I think of the five, there's no question the Broncos are the most complete team or close to being the most complete team of the five. There, there's no question about that. Um if I was a coach looking for a job, I would definitely put that one heads and shoulders above the other four in terms of having success sooner rather than later. That's a, um, yeah, but you it's bet. intriguing. It's definitely intriguing because you got a quarterback there that got, you know, immensely better towards the latter part of the season. You have a defense there that could help you out. Um, and you have Sean coming in and Sean, you know, this the respect factor and what he's done in his career will give him a leg up on what they had there before. And it's going to be a no nonsense type of uh, environment now. You know, it was probably a circus with the other guy. So, yeah, I mean, this will be a great situation. You know, he's heading into, um, you know, he's got a defensive coordinator that with those guys he has there should be able to go make some make a definite um, a definite mark as far as defense, you know, with the guys that he has there in that defense. So yeah, this this to me that's the most intriguing. That's the that's the positive side of all you know five of the teams. I think the negative side of all those five teams is probably the Indianapolis job. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, oh my goodness. Like yes. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the defense is okay. Offense, no quarterback. They're going to suck. It's going to take them a while to get up. I mean, yeah. they're probably worse off than what D'Amico Ryans has going on down in, in, in Texas with the Texans. I mean, that's that's a bad, bad, bad place, too. Yeah. Even though they only have one starter not there, that's the tight end. Um, They've got three, three free agents on defense that are starters and one on offense that is, that's the starter. But they don't have they're, they're void of talent, man. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the Texans roster. They're void of talent. And then I look at you know when I look at um the uh, the Colts roster, they're void of talent. Mm-hmm. Well, both teams have no talent whatsoever. I mean, how do you build yourself a team that doesn't have any talent? And you, you only got like a two two year period to get them back on track. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't, it's not like it used to be, you know, especially with that ownership that they got going Terrible on. Owner. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's Russian roulette. You know what I'm saying? They spun the barrel, but you know, and, and you know, you know that you can, you know, when it's your turn, you could be gone yeah. immediately. I tell you, another, another spot that's really enviable um, is the Houston situation. You walk into a Houston situation, they have had to endure the embarrassment of uh, firing two coaches in consecutive years. But there's no the talent em- there. That's okay, though. I get to go in and do what I want. 
and the owners are just so happy that I'm I'm happy to be that I'm happy to be there. You know what? Do what you got to do. They've been embarrassed because of that. They've been embarrassed because of the Deshaun Watson situation. They paid a lot of hush money to people because of that situation. <laughs> All we want people to do is look at us, look at us as a football organization, mm-hmm. and, and, and let's get this other stuff behind us as quick as possible. And you go in there, you got high draft picks. You know, fresh start, fresh approach, whatever you can say, whatever you say. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. You know, they just want they just want to turn it around down there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, decent, Michi's back now. Yeah, it's a decent city. You're playing in a playing in a dome. You know, hey, who, who would, you know, especially a guy like D'Amico, he's well respected around the league. You know, players, players who just want to get a chance to play, who are good players who just want a chance to play. I go there in a minute. I go to Houston in a minute. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, look, I'm I'm curious what Gannon's going to do. I I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray, uh, but I want to see what his defense looks like and if he can get Kyler Murray fixed or on track. I, I think that's there's not a lot there offensively for that team, and they're they're probably going to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, I want no parts of dealing with that Smurf. Green no. just just retired from there, also. Green retired. Yep. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, what, I, wait, what direction do you go? That's tough. I don't trust Murray. I don't want to deal with him. Yeah. Uh, no, no. He's just not a. He's just not a leader, man. Like we 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 used to before you know this time last year, this point last year, it was almost as like when everybody said intangibles, it was like a a bad word or something because I always used to say Jalen was a you know, guy that had intangibles. He's a great leader and, and 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 he could run the ball. We didn't know anything else about him. But look at Kyler Murray, he has he doesn't even have intangibles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He I mean you know, he has no leadership qualities or anything like that from what we see from the yep. outside looking in. Yep. So uh I'm looking at, you know, their roster. Wow. It's, it's ugly, man. It's ugly. I hear you. All right, let's come back and, and uh, we'll we'll take some chat section questions. Uh, you you have a question you want to fire our way? Throw a question mark in front of it in the chat, and we will get to as many as we can when we come back. We we'll do it right when we're coming back from the break. All right, we we'll do as many as we can. A uh, bunch of other odds and ends that we'll hit. NBA story, uh, birthdays, some movies, all that good stuff. We will close it out strong on a Friday. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Right back. fans were cut from a different cloth 
born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Everybody on this Friday, we are Sports Day Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, so it looks like I need uh, this Friday. I need this Friday. You do. Yeah. Are you, are you off the entire weekend? You get a chance to chill. Yes, I get a chance Good. to work on my truck, finish my truck up. So, Amen, man. Good. It's all. That's what it's all about. You off tonight? You got. You got. Uh, you got duties tonight. Got to work tonight. I think okay. I might stop by the game. Walk across and stop by the game, man. Okay. Tonight. Well, little pucks. You're gonna take yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it looks like the Hawks and Quinn Snyder are progressing in deal talks. Uh, we talked about this a little bit during the week. They fired Nate McMillan on Tuesday, kind of strange, but you figured something must be up if they're doing that. And it looks like the Quinn Snyder thing is, is going to happen this year. Uh, he's engaged in talks with Landry Fields, who's the GM, Kyle Corver, former, former Sixers, the assistant GM. Uh, and Tony Wrestler, who's the owner. So that's uh, that looks like that's about to happen. I think they would – would they have to give up compensation to the Jazz? I think they would, uh, but I will check on that. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be happening. Anyway, so there's that um, from the NBA. And, of course, we're, you know, we talked about it earlier, Sixers with a big win over the uh, – over the Grizz, and they have the Celtics tomorrow night, which is going to be a fun one uh, for sure. Um, all right, so let's hit a couple birthdays, and then I have a uh, an Eagles question that I want to pose to you guys. Uh, and the chat again, if you guys have any questions, you, you can you could fire away here. All right, birthdays. Steve Jobs was born on this day in 1955. Mm. Uh, Apple, every you know, we talk about everything that he's uh, contributed, and it's uh, amazing. So, um, you know, he was like uh, Bill Gates. He also had stipulated in his will that his kid, now he was worth billions. His kids would not get the majority of his 
of his uh, legacy. Mm. And I'm like, wow. He donated like $50 million to a Stanford University hospital, I believe. And I'm thinking, man, if anything, I would, I, I, I would want my kids to have the most comfortable life on the planet. If, they could, if I was in that position, um, I, and I just, I don't understand why you would not leave it to your children. I understand the case that he wants his, his children to find their own way, their own success. I get it, but still. I don't you, get what it. What are you leaving me? Huh? What you mean, huh? I'm going to leave you. Heard you, perfectly, you, you heard I'm, perfectly what I said. Look, you, you heard what I said. Wait, I'm going to leave you my spatulas, my tongs, um, and maybe a few of my seasonings. Okay. I, I, that's great. Yeah. No, no, so those are things that are very important to you. Yes, so, yeah. Some of my secret seasonings. See, there you go. Appreciate that. I got you. See, Rob, I'm gonna leave a grill that you don't put charcoal in. You just have to light it up. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I need that full childproof, as we call it. <laughs> Rob proof. Um, yeah, that's great. No, I'm with you. I don't get like I. I think it's awesome. He donated whatever you said, fifty million yeah. to Stanford Hospital. That's great, yeah. man. Every penny I leave is is either if it's not charitable, it's going to my kids, man. Yes. I don't. I don't Absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know how much they're going to be left with, but that's all right. That's, <laughs> that's a different discussion. It might go the other way. Paying some bills. Yeah. No. Uh, don't get me started. Uh, I leave you like <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Oh, um, yeah, I hear you. So Steve Jobs was born on this day in 1955. Floyd Mayweather Jr. is 46 years old today. Is Floyd. 50 and 0. 50 and 0. Yeah, 50 and 0. Um, Dan, and I'm, I'm going to mispronounce this, so I apologize in advance. Uh, he's 34 today. Daniel Kaluya, is that Kaluuya. how you say it? Kaluya. Kaluya. Okay, yeah. really good actor. I just yeah. you know, can't pronounce his last name. Get out. Well, get you out. See, you see him and in Black uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. The Black you Messiah. He's, good. That, he's really good in that as well. Yeah. That guy's that guy's intense. He's good in everything he's in. He's really good. Uh, Phil Knight's 85 today. Nike. Phil Knight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Still, uh, still very active. He was at the uh, game where LeBron set the all-time scoring mark. Uh, Kristen Davis from Sex and the City. Actress is 58 years old today. Yep. Billy Zane. He was in uh, Titanic and a bunch of other stuff. He's 57 today. Yep. The old actor Abe Vigoda, who played Fish. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was around forever, man. Yeah, he's in the Godfather too. He he's got whacked. The Godfather. Godfather. Yes, yeah, co correct. Yep. So he's uh, he he was born on this day in 1921. Uh, the comedian Mitch Hedberg was born on this day, 1968. Very funny guy. Passed away really young, uh, drug overdose, but was a very funny comedian. Um, Edward James Olmos is 76 years old today. That dude is one of the smoothest actors. Yes. In TV. Yes. Whether it he was Miami Vice, zero. yeah, man. Uh, what was it? Stand and Deliver. You ever see that movie um, with Blue Diamond Phillips? He's a teacher in in the uh, in the barrio in in L.A. I didn't and see that one. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, he's he that he is good, man. He's a good actor. He was I in do. Selena, Two Guns. Yep, yep. with uh, Denzel and uh, Mark Wahlberg. That yep. was a good movie. Very intense. Yeah. He is yes. an intense guy, also. Well, he's just got that look too. He, yes. he commands the the room when you look at him. O'Shea Jackson, who was Ice Cube's son, who played Ice Cube in the uh, NWA movie. He oh, is straight uh, out of Compton. Yeah, yep. 33 years old. He, he's dude, if there was ever a son who looked like his father. Oh, oh my absolutely. God. Dude, I'm telling you, in the movie, I'm thinking, 
how did the first time I saw I'm like, how did a computer computer alter uh ice cube? I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He does, man. He looks just like his dad. It's crazy. Um all right, so that's O'Shea. And then I have uh Dominic Chianese, who is 92 today. He played Uncle Junior in the Sopranos. He's still around. He was in Godfather 2, Dominic yep. Chianese. Uh, George Thorogood is a Delaware guy from Wilmington. Is seventy three years old. The uh, rock and roller John bad Vernon, to the bone. bad to the bone. Yep, uh, John oh, Vernon, man. who was the uh, the principal or the or the what was he like the president of the college in yeah. Animal House? Yep, zero point zero. Great point. You know, I liked him better in the movie The Outlaw Josie Wales. He was he playing was part of the uh, soldiers that were chasing Josie Wales. He was a bad guy. He was a bad guy, yeah. That was, yeah he, he was good. He had a good role for him. Yeah. Dirty uh, Harry. Yeah. Dirty Harry, yep. He was a Dirty Harry, yep. Uh, 1874, Honus Wagner, the uh, the great baseball player, uh, played yes. for the Pirates. Uh, was it was one of the all-time greats back in the day. Speaking of great baseball players, Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray Eddie was Eddie a Murray. hitting machine. Yes. Switch hitter, had power, would hit for average. Uh, had the best sideburns you ever saw in your life. He had the yeah. pork chop. <laughs> you know, he remind, remind me of Walt Frazier of the Knicks. They do look alike. Yes. Same. Yeah. Same facial hair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Brian Flores, uh, now the defensive coordinator with the Vikings, is 42 today. Uh, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. I'm your baby. Yep. At, at He's Merry your Christmas baby. Philadelphia. Yeah. He's 53 uh, today, is Jeff. Uh, that's all I got for birthdays. What do you guys have? Oh, got a lot. All right, go, uh, go. I got a list. Do it. Uh, Leighton, Leighton Hewitt, the tennis player. Yep. 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actress, Bonnie Somerville is 49. Uh, Sebastian Marroquin, who play, who's the son of Pablo Escobar is 46. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Deborah Joe Rupp, who played that 70 show is 72. Priscilla Chan, the wife of Mark Zuckerberg is wow. 38. Elaine Prost, Formula One driver, is 67. Paula Zahn, uh, news anchor. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe she's 67. Is she's she 67 really? now, yeah. Uh, Barry Boswick, uh, actor, 78. Uh-huh. Uh, Emilio Rivera uh, from Sons of Anarchy is 61. Am I taking all yours, B. Brooks? Do I need to leave you some? No, go ahead. Okay, Jimmy Ellis, the former heavyweight champion who got knocked out by Joe Frazier. He is 74. Remember the name Fred Dean? He used to play for the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good yeah. player. Good player. He's 68. Uh, Colts, former safety. Bob Sanders is 41. Love Bob Sanders. Bob. Uh, one, former Eagle, Cameron Johnston, now punter of the Texans, is 30. We, we miss yep. him. Yep. I know. We miss you, Cam. Yeah, we do. Uh, running back, used to play for Denver. Uh, Royce Freeman, who happens to be from the, the valley where I lived, where I met my wife. He went to Imperial Valley High School. Uh, Royce Freeman, 26. Okay. Simeon Rice, the defensive end. Is oh, 40, Simeon Rice. Okay. Yeah, 48. Played wow. him for years. Played yeah. against years. He played against uh, – didn't, didn't he and Donovan go to the same high school? Uh, yeah. Yes. Chicago? Yep. In Chicago, yep. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Allen, the tight end, former tight end, is 32. Uh, Dominic Easley, remember him? DN. Okay. He's 30. And Miguel Rojas, infielder, is 33. Good player. Good player. All right, Barry, you got uh, any any B days? Just one more. Um Callan Bolve. Mm-hmm. He played um he played Captain America. He was the bad guy, a winter oh, okay. soldier. Mm. Okay. So that's, that's my cool. last one. 
All right. Uh, I got a couple movies. It's again, it's weak. Uh, but get out. Uh, we talked, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, 2017, uh, Medea's Family Reunion, 2006. How many Medea movies are there? We it's man, like I'll every month you, we talk he, about a Medea movie. Tyler Perry cranks them out. I, I, I don't know, man. The dude's a machine. He, That's he why is, he's so rich. He's yes. a billionaire. Yeah. No, he's he, I, that dude. He does. He, he never stops working. I'll give him that. He's always right. got something, man. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Birthdays, you guys have any uh, you mean movies? Uh, what about Active Valor from 2012? That's a good one, yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, Wanderlust 2012, also. Okay, I didn't all see right. that. But... Here's the question I have uh, just to, to circle it yeah. back to we were talking about the Eagles a little bit earlier. We had G Cobb and we had Scott Fransky. If you missed any of that, just go to jacobsports.com or Jacobsports YouTube channel, you can watch them. Those interviews or the shows in their entirety or chunks of the shows, whatever works for you, it's great. You can always go back and watch. Um, so, so the question I have here is, guys, specific to Hertz contract, who blinks first? Do the Eagles get this done, or is it wait and see on Lamar Jackson? Late wait and see on some other guys who may not be up but are up for extensions. How does this play out? I think the Eagles will blink first because they want to try to get it done before other numbers come out. Yep. What are the Jets going to pay or the Saints going to pay Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? What is Lamar Jackson going to get? I think Howie wants this done before all that stuff comes out because if they sit back and wait, they may have to revamp their numbers, which they don't want to do, which could also hurt them trying to sign somebody else. Hmm. They want to set the market. They don't want to have anybody set it for them. Yeah. That's why they go out and they make sure that they sign guys prematurely. Uh, well, they, they sign guys sign deals prematurely. It's great for the Eagles in the organization because they get them under farm market value. So they've, they've, they've done this for years. Um, right now, they really want to sign somebody right as fast as they can because the, look at all the free agent guys that the guys have come out that are, eligible and all the guys also that are eligible at this point to sign deals not just the guys that are free agent but the guys that are eligible to sign deals they want to they want to um sign very quick so they don't have to worry about jumping up and and and, and competing with the numbers that are about because it's in about another week week and a half the numbers are going to be crazy yeah on how guys are getting signed especially i say like four or five days before free agency starts they're going to be astronomical numbers. You know, there's going to be probably a half a billion dollar contract signed this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. before, before, before um, 10 years, starts. you know, 500 million is yeah. not out of the yeah. question. So a half a billion dollar contract is, 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 is waiting right there. So they want to sign that before that happens. They want to sign it before it. And they want to get Jalen at a basement bargain price. Yeah, it, how about that? Have a basement bargain price. Is Fifty million basement bargain. That's crazy. Right, but no, right. Barrett, you're right. The Eagles' mo on this stuff has almost always been get ahead of the curve on it, or tr- as best you can. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: there, there's no secrets here. Like he he had a great year. He had a great Super Bowl. The Eagles know they're gonna have to pony up more than they're probably comfortable with, but they have oh, to no get question. it done. So the sooner you do it, the, the, the better. I actually, I'll make a prediction and say he signed before Lamar Jackson signed. Definitely, definitely. There's no need to play around with it, um, guys. Why play around with it? Now, what's crazy to me is 
Why don't they have a coordinator yet? Why don't they? To, to me, this is this is idiotic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's time for them to go, so they can't go in the direction they want to go until they get the coordinator they want to get. I know. I get. I just get the impression they don't. It's not that they don't. Maybe they're just not a hundred percent sold on Denard Wilson, and or they're just trying to glean as much info off of other guys that they can, and maybe utilize that with him. This could all be a ruse where they're interviewing guys just trying to collect data and philosophies, and then they just incorporate it w- w- into what Denard is doing. That's possible. You got a point mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's you definitely possible. got a point there. That's um, because uh, why would you want to change something that they feel was very, very successful in the first place? Right. They 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 loved they loved Gannon's coaching style. Yeah, they and, wanted and, Gannon to stay. And Denard's going to have to mirror yeah. that. Yeah, Denard's exactly. So why not leave a guy there that? It's going to mirror that. Why go out and, and try to change that up? Good question. Yeah. They enjoyed what they had in, in Gannett. They were, you know, they were, they were, you know, buzzing about them. So right. it could be that they're, uh, they're doing their research, but I think more so it's starting to push me more and more towards um, Kennard or what's his name? Uh, 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 Denard Wilson. Denard. I'm sorry. Denard. Denard. Because um, they went out and they were trying to sign guys that were more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But more aggressive doesn't necessarily mean great defense. I mean, they, they go out and try to hire the guy from uh, from um, from Michigan. He was in that yeah, same Mid- system. Mid-term. Mid-term. Yeah. He was in that same system that blitzed all the time when they had, you know, guys like uh, – you know, uh, the coordinator, this, this Wink Martindale. Yeah. He was in Martin Martindale's um, system. So they blitz a lot. You know, they blitz a lot. So he went, I mean, that's a defensive mindset they want to bring the house. Um, to me, that's, you know, I think they want to be more aggressive, but I, I just can't see them right now at this point. Why aren't they signing somebody ASAP? You're just wasting time. We don't have the time that other teams have had to do that. You know, do that research and everything else. We got to get on the, we got to get on the stick and be ready to rock, man. Well, we'll see. We Tone, go. Tone seems to think that both coordinators' jobs are already locked in already. They're just doing their due diligence. I think it's possible. Could be some truth to that. Some yeah, truth I think to that. Be a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And they like to announce both at the same time. All right. Uh, John McMullen was on Birds Three Sixty Five today, his show with Jody Mack, and suggested that Jacoby Brissett would be a good backup uh, for Jalen. I actually love that. Yeah, I do too. too. I do too. That would be a good uh, backup for him. You could run the question same is, system. is he is he going to get out of Cleveland? Um, probably, right? Probably. Hmm. Is he going to break come at a cheap, real cheap number? Because you're going to hmm. need your backup quarterback to be at a pretty cheap number. I don't. I don't see that happening. That's the issue. Yeah, he's done too much to be that cheap. Like, is yeah. he really going to be? Well, Minshew was still on his rookie deal, right? So I don't. I don't. Th- yeah, you know, that's the other thing. Minshew's not getting a starting job. No, no. So he might be back. He, that that's a possibility. And I just saw that the Lions cut Michael Brocker, saving ten million in cap space. So here we go with some free agents that could, you know, miss out on big money free agency that could be sitting there that the Eagles may have to fill the rosters with yep. again. You know, yep. Michael Brocker's does a good DN. Some pretty know? good names today. 
you know, yeah. Brockers and Bobby Wagner. Yes, Bobby Wagner. The Eagles aren't the only one having cap issues. No, now they, they, no. You know, they're going to lose. They may lose players to free agency. They're not going to have to cut good players. You know, hey, you were telling me before, uh, Degon, were they like ten mil around the cap right now? Around a little nine plus on cap space right now. Yeah, and I guarantee you, Howie's already working trying to clear up more space. Oh, yeah, especially with the cap going up twenty million this year. What sixteen to twenty million this year? Yeah. Um. So, you know, they're gonna they're gonna bid on some people, but I think they're gonna have to bid on other people more so than their own people. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree cool. with you. Uh, so D- Tone is saying that. Um, uh, Spotrack, which is an excellent uh site yeah. for, for salaries yes. and whatnot, he says that they have um per set at like 5.4 per year. That's not bad, that's cheap, actually. That's me, not bad considering Jalen's missed time the last two years, and he's a he's a guy who you know, let, let's face it, the ball's in his hands a lot. You know, you have to pay your backup a little bit more, maybe. Mm. I'm okay with that. I, I would, I would feel good about Brissett as my backup. Mm. He'd be great because he could run I the agree. same system. Yep. Yeah. He could run the same system. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's uh that's a possibility. That's something to keep your eye on for sure. All right. So this weekend, the big game is tomorrow night. It's the Sixers and the Celtics. And that's part of that uh that schedule, that challenging schedule. And so far, so good. Uh they passed the first test last night uh, as they beat the Grizzlies, but they have the Celtics at 8 30 tomorrow night. Then it's uh, Miami at home on Monday and then at Miami Wednesday. And then they, they'll see uh, Kyrie Irving and Luca at Dallas on, on Thursday. Yeah, man. And then Ooh. Saturday, another primetime game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Woo! Let's get it. What a week. What a week Ooh. coming up. Philly's at it tomorrow. Uh, and we'll see if there's any Eagles news. You know, we'll have you covered for it. Um, that's for sure, because it's going to be uh, it's going to start happening fast and furious in the NFL. That's for sure. But we're still waiting on the coordinator, still waiting on any kind of extension for uh, for Jalen. There's a lot, a lot of holding patterns. By the Flyers and, and Barrett mentioned that he might, uh, I guess, pop in on them tonight. Let me see what they have. How difficult Barrett, the going to a hockey game. Coming the up. hockey, man. The hockey. Yeah, they one. play host Montreal tonight, and then they're at Jersey uh, tomorrow. So they. I'm gonna meet. I'm gonna meet Captain Captain uh, Tony's daughter's going there. Her her job is gave her tickets, so I'm gonna go there and go. stop down and check her out. Nice. All right. You tell the truth. You going for the free food? Tell the truth. It's chicken and peas, man. Free food. Yeah, that's a perk. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I don't turn like down chicken and peas. Chicken and peas, baby. Beautiful <sighs> crab fries. All right. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. <laughs> Want to thank Tone. Tone did an excellent job all week. Great job, Tone. Yeah, you survived part. this, Tone. Yeah, early. We had to bring in the righty. We brought in the righty. You 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 did all right, bro. He was ready, man. He came in fire. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. We do appreciate you guys. Please tell a friend, spread the word about the entire network, uh, Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, we have three hours of power with Dan Cilio. And yeah, I'll be on at three thirty with Dan. Oh. Go right, ahead, man. Put the Barrett on there. Beautiful. Go ahead. Sensational out, baby. Do what you do. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Enjoy your weekend, everybody (laughs) who has been hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, For D-Gun, for Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We will see you Monday at the same time. Thanks for watching, everybody. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.